0: Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
2: The world's original podcast.
1: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Patriots Unfiltered.
3: Kids are taking over. Watch out. My a kid. The kids. Am I a kid? Yeah, yeah. thank you, Matisse. <laughs> I, I you know, the holidays, like you're like the guy sitting at the kids' table that doesn't really belong right, at the kids' right, table. Right, right. Juice is
4: They're actually okay. really hip. I'm cool. I'm hip. What do you guys, what's, what's
0: the Riz? It's
5: over amazing, there. <laughs> like, what you can eat when. Your food systems aren't poisoning you <laughs> I,
6: I had McDonald's in Germany twice There's
3: a new word uh, Amongst draft Twitter oh, oh
4: boy Arm elasticity You got that wrong It's not draft Twitter That's nerd
0: Twitter <laughs> I don't I don't disagree But I, I think Donathan Donathan didn't Can't talk here at the end of the show i going to try to bang out These last two emails I feel like I've done a great job Today on emails <laughs>
3: getting through <laughs> You've been So fantastic.
2: please write in and tell Fred.
0: This is Patriots Unfiltered.
2: Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. Patriots Unfiltered.
0: All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. And oh my God, my voice is going. It's Mike <laughs> so here hosting for Fred. And uh, I don't know what Tuesday's show did to me, but I can't talk. So you guys are going to have to carry the slack today. Uh, it's another, what it's do we call it? The kids
6: table. Deuce and the kids. Deuce
4: and the kids. Uncle Deuce and the kids. Deuce, deuce and you the lost kids. your voice deuce from yelling like at, got, at the kids. That doesn't
6: sound know, creepy or weird it Sounds
0: like all. you got a squeaky toy in your Stay <laughs> off my
4: lawn. He's been yelling at Dirty the kids. That's the why voice. he lost his voice.
0: I think I just have to stay low and you know do it this way. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, oh, NPR deuce. Oh. NPR voice. My sexy. Does anybody actually still like NPR? My grandparents. No. I don't even know where it is on the dial anymore. I don't know. No. It's an app. They no. used to have a good music station. But anyway, it's and Tamara. You know, it's How, it's I Alex. Good. Yeah.
5: Podcast, <laughs> How I Built is Pretty good.
0: What? That podcast. How I Built This. <laughs> oh. Don't you, know when that happens? I was telling uh, you guys about it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. The Bill yeah.
5: Simmons episode, which I'm sure you didn't listen to. Not yet, no.
3: Oh. That
0: was Alex. Maybe on the plane. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> you guys know Evan. You just heard from him two hours, I'm sure. You yeah, and, and you. Alex, you figured it all out, I'm sure. Got we, to the bottom we, of it. We opened the show with 20 minutes of deliberation
3: over a semantics argument, <laughs> which is just like so us like he you know it's we're it's saying so the, us we're saying the same thing but we're we're saying it differently and we just
0: argue about
7: that's it for no Paul reason and fred's thing it's yeah. like
0: a, they'll get in arguments and i'll be sitting there being like aren't they saying the same thing and they're like deuce why don't you argue with us and i'm like because you're saying the same thing i don't know what to get in on of course matisse is back as back. well and uh this is the squad that's gonna help me get through i got my tea chamomile it's delicious wish i had some honey in there uh or bigelow but tea uh bigelow that's right that's, that's, that's Bob, official Bob i know. that's what I keep my voice healthy with Bigelow tea. Uh,
3: (laughs) I I am jealous Uh, of Bob so That's a
0: dream endorsement. I know, right? It's like his velvet tones are just wonderful. But we had so much to talk about on Tuesday. I kind of came through everything and was like, oh, we got this. We got guys signing, guys leaving, all those kind of things. And... We did hear from the coordinators yesterday and we did have an off the record chitty chat, which yeah. I, I don't know, did you guys kind of talk, like you dance have around it are? a little bit that we were allowed to meet these guys a little bit? Are yeah. We even Wait, allowed to say e- that we Evan, did?
4: Evan is not allowed I knew, I knew this to speak because I, never seen I have to set the tone <laughs> I have to set the tone for how happy this hour was for evan lazar this was uh, if there could be evan, five, best, day of his life. D-
3: best days of my life at oh, work. oh for, at work because sure. i don't want jess to be like what did you just <laughs> say so
4: at work it at was work. literally christmas in february for evan like watching him he was like a kid in the candy candy store okay, okay, just going just, from coach to just coach, to be just to, to, to so set
3: happy. the s- stage a little bit okay so i, I walked in <laughs> uh to to we call it a happy hour meet and greet. It wasn't a happy hour. There's no drink. A, a mocktail, mock-tail hour. Mock-tail. were served. Meet, meet and greet. Mocktail chat. And I, and I, I beelined it for AVP. I was like, <laughs> where,
0: where's where's the real guy in like, the room here? There's no restraining order. Yeah. I'm allowed to.
3: Yeah, kill. I said so <laughs> it for AVP. And uh, I think I can I can say this because not giving anything away. I, I beeline for AVP and uh, we start talking protections. And he's talking he's talking about well, if we're in a three by one, then we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And I'm just like hog heaven i i god it's getting hot in here I think, and, and i'm just so no, excited
5: he you guys laugh like it's a joke it's no. not because he walked over after that conversation with avp to tamara myself and veronica And he just like literally was like it was radiating. He's blushing. He's literally standing by himself. He's looking around. He's just taking it all in. It's like the first time you met. I've never seen a a smile on someone's
0: face. Is there any chance we could go back to last week's show, Matt, and pull a quick clip of Evan apoplectic about the the like, and then it gets like one little Uh, one-on-one with AVP and he's like, I think it's gonna
3: be great. (laughs) I I, I talked about it on Catch Twenty Two. My my flip flop here with this, and then and then I went up to uh, Ben McAdoo. And I was like, you liked Patrick Mahomes. You did. <laughs> I heard that. I trust you. I heard that. Please tell me, Mahomes and Yoda. And then, then, then it ended. Dante Hightower yeah. is there.
0: Who looks like you could step right in. And, and I, oh, for
3: and sure. So, like, I walk up to Dante Hightower and, like, I mean, come on, like – you know, thirteen year old Evan Dante Hightower, I was like loving it. Yeah. So that was that and then thirty
4: year old Evan is still loving it. I know clearly year hog- yeah. old Evan you is hog- still loving <laughs> Hightower the whole time. I did not Tamara I talked I to him for like
3: five years right uh, Oh, Okay and- because I recruited him to the coaching staff. And he, he agrees, so that's that's why, okay.
0: Well, it was it was it was really great stuff yesterday. I mean, I I, I would you should say you get a referral. Bonus. I say, I
3: said that. I was like, "Where's
0: my bonus?" Oh no, you're like fifty dollars in your paycheck. Fifty dollar bonus. Um, <laughs> just a lot different, you know. than mm-hmm. Talking to the coaches in the past, you know, you, Tamara and Alex were there. You guys were talking to these guys as well. Um, I was more just I didn't really talk football with any of mm-hmm. them. I just you know just meeting them. I Told you how one was the new tight end coach, Bob McNeil, from Holliston, so I I did Evan stock him a little bit. Um, but it just felt like a little strange to me because it felt like there wasn't this like overriding sense of fear that they're going to, you know, I mean, not that yeah. they were, gonna, I mean, it was really, like you said, it was just kind of a meet and greet. It was just an opportunity to kind of see these guys. I mean, a lot of them are new to the area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jeremy Springer is talking about coming from California and not knowing where to get a scraper. His name you know, those fits things. him. Yeah. Like great guy, ball um, of energy. So it's just a lot different. His birthday um, today, too. Steph oh, told me. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize that. Happy birthday. Uh, happy, birthday to him. <laughs> happy, happy birthday to him. But, um, you know, I thought it was just a really cool day and a, and a good chance for all the media. I mean, you know, everybody was just getting a chance to meet people. But we, I mean, we can talk a little bit more in depth, though, about the actual press conferences um, that were on the record yep. and, and, you know, just finally gave us a sense a little bit of who these different coordinators are their energy. I mean you guys mentioned Springer mm-hmm. off the top. I mean I just I afterwards I turned to Andy Hart who was next to me I'm like wow low energy guy. Like mm-hmm. I mean he's such a special teams coach. He's just he exudes Starbucks. Like, you know, yeah. it's like this guy, yeah, he's gonna come in this building and be ready to go. And 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 just the last kind of point I would make was, you know, it's just you kind of get a sense of both Alex Van Pelt and Springer getting a chance, you know, getting an opportunity for them. Like they've waited their lives to really, you know, get these chances and, and I'm sure that, you know, they seem excited to to kind of form an offense and a special teams to their to their liking and to their coaching styles.
4: What's been tap dancing in my brain since we left those press conferences was the transparency. I mean, them being asked a question like Demarcus Covington and A V P simple question. Are you going to be calling plays right. this year? And used to both be so them, hard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It used you just to be said so yeah, hard. I am and both of them said yes you know the plan is for me to call the plays and then of course you know the follow-up questions on their experience doing so etc you know those are obviously fair game and they answered those the best that they could but that was just so refreshing you know seeing that and being able to ask questions and get get the answer for it
0: it made you like I remember thinking like last season especially where it's like at what point does all this like dodging questions and and not being clear about stuff like it becomes more effort Mm -hmm to do the subterfuge than it would be just to do with Demarcus Cummings. Yes, I do plan and plan plays. Okay. You know, both he and AVP I mean, AVP went through kind of his lengthy history yep. um, I thought it was hilarious though, and he's like when he called plays in the World, World League and no one cares <laughs> <laughs> <He> you <definitely laughs> yeah. mess up, nobody, met, nobody cares um, but you know, I just I, I thought that those guys were both it just showed you like, the truth will set you free. Yep. Just tell them, and mm-hmm. yes, okay I, did, I don't have some experience, I need that but this is how I'm going to get it.
3: Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, fans should not care if they're nice to us like, like right. it doesn't 100%. make a difference right. if they're nice to us, if they're not nice to us. I get that. And I, I, all the things that I said last week, they still need to prove it to me on the field. Like, they still need to win football games. I mean, it's great that, you know, yeah. we, I got my moments with my guys and it was fun. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's going to translate to wins. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that, that I took away from it is the coaching staff is set. I don't think that the coaching staff is going to be a detriment to this team. Like, I don't think that they're going to lose games because Alex Van Pelt's their offensive coordinator. Uh, it's all on Elliott Wolf's shoulders. Like, yeah. it's it it's all about the players now. Like, yeah. you got to go pick the right players because I think they have enough coaching chops in the room to be a well-coached football team. Uh, but are they going to have the right players and are they going to have the talent? That, that's what it comes down to now.
4: Speaking of players, how do we feel about the response to the question? How do we feel? about Mac Jones
0: <laughs> uh, dancing around it and I mean that's probably what they're gonna have to do for the next you know couple months I mean you know everybody's seen the various reports I know Mike Reese has a has a write-up today kind of saying that some of the building's hoping that Mac can pull a 180 and you know another part of the locker room's really gonna have to be convinced of that I don't think that that's anything that's all that surprising to us I mean I think we all probably acknowledge that Mac does have some fans in the building but he also probably has some guys maybe especially on the defensive side of the ball that don't necessarily believe in him and I mean I thought Alex Van Pelt's answer to the question was, you know, interesting. He talked a lot about leadership, about, you know, a guy that people are going to get behind. And, I mean, unfortunately, the way things have gone for Mac the last couple of years, I think that's one of the things that we're questioning now with him is, you know, is he still a guy that can get a 53-man roster of NFL professional football players who are tough dudes and have high expectations? Can he get be, get those guys to get behind him and, and, and win football games?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't look too much into him saying that everything's on the table. and yeah. like what I don't really know what is, he, what is he supposed to say. Like, no, actually, next just tap week, dance. Next week we're, we're, t- we're, we're going to gonna t- gonna trade t- Mac Jones. Like, what is he yeah, supposed yeah, to say? Right. Uh, and I thought uh, it was setting. the
4: question before that, too, about how he's seen a few players and, like, told them, like, we have a fresh start. The first person I thought of was Mac.
3: Yeah, so he mentioned Mac and Pop Douglas were the two guys that have probably just been in the facility recently that he was yep. able to connect with. Uh, I, I just... I don't look anything into it because he really what, – what other answer would you like him to give in that spot? And he's not the one making the personnel decisions either. So it's not yeah. even up to him whether he's Matt – looking at what he has Yeah, right like, like Matt Jones is on the roster. He's under contract. He's a patriot. Like yeah. what else are you supposed to really say?
0: That's a huge thing, Tease. That was like I thought the biggest thing. People asked him like what kind of quarterback? And so many of his answers were like – we don't really have any of these guys yet like we don't mm-hmm. really have a team yet we're we're kind of waiting to see what we have and then we can really start to tell. Well, that's kind of
6: like what i said on tuesday was that like you know this is all right now you're just kind of waiting like you don't know what's going to happen next mm-hmm. you have the combine coming up the draft but for now what no. can we do we can't do anything but wait mm-hmm. so it's the void before
0: the combine but but we will be at the combine next week um yes. that's very exciting you know we your hands, love it lane, <laughs> right all that stu- all that stupid stuff um but Eating it's, shrimp. it's really the big <laughs> kickoff of the season you know i think i mean as much as the draft starts in Mobile and the Senior Bowl and all that. It's like, you know, the combine is really where it's at. So um, excited to, to head out there and, uh, you know, produce a bunch of content from from there and, you know, really just start to dive into these prospects and get kind of a look at them. And, um, you know, interested. I mean, we're hopeful we might be able to get to talk to Elliot Wolf while we're there. Uh, yeah. He's, um, so that would be pretty cool. Um, we're but, definitely
3: going to he's going to talk at the podium. So yeah. like everybody will be able to talk to him. We're hoping to get him on our on our show uh, separately, but that even in itself tells you everything that you need to know about Elliot Wolf's role because uh, the, the people that talk at the combine are general managers. Like that, it's yeah. it's not. You know, usually the director of scouting that's getting up at a podium and talking. So, uh, I we said it on Catch Twenty Two. I did call him whatever you want—general manager, president of football operations, whatever. But this is Elliot Wolf's show; he's in charge.
0: Yeah, and he's been. You know, I think there's been a lot going on with like each kind of little bit of information you get yesterday. Mayo saying like you know Elliot was in all the interviews with the coaches as well. Um, you're starting to get a little bit more of a sense of how this is all structured, and I think that was the big thing when we first. Kind of had this announcement of, of who the coordinators were and you know things were kind of getting put together and you know everyone was you know wondering so much about like what's the plan what is the and it's it's hard you realize yesterday they don't really have the players yet you're getting coaches from i mean that was what was kind of striking to me yesterday just being in a room with all those guys was just the variety of backgrounds and experiences that all these different coaches have from McAdoo, who's been uh, a head coach uh, to Vinny from Boston College who just got out of who just graduated. Or I don't yeah. know, didn't even know if he has graduated. He probably did because of COVID, but you know, was, was playing for the BC Eagles last year. So you just you have such a wide range and it's it's but you don't have the players yet. So you just you don't know how it's all gonna come together and I guess we'll start to get a sense of it once we see free agency and what they start to put together.
3: Can Elliott pick players? It's all on you. Sorry, to, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? Like, it's all on him. But it begs right? the
0: question of how much imp- impact have had have these guys had on, on the last couple drafts, um, for better or worse. Certainly, yeah. there have been some good picks, and, you know, we, we should highlight the good along with the bad. And, and, you know, Christian Barmore trading up to get him a couple years ago, that, that was a, a great move. Um, coming at a time when you didn't really think that was a huge need, defensive line. Um, certainly Gonzalez fell to them last year but you know there have been some misses lately so I think that's what we're all kind of wondering is and I mean I think we kind of default default position on this show is always well it's Bill's show he's the guy he's making the call
4: yeah
0: Um, but do we really know what yeah
4: and I feel like a word that was thrown around a lot yesterday and I feel like a lot since this coaching shift has been collaborative and I wonder like how collaborative was it before was it not collaborative at all and so that's why it's a focus now, or I don't know, I feel like even yesterday, it's gonna be a collaborative effort, collaborative decision.
6: I think what's interesting is, like, in the past, you're like, oh, when you're going through the draft, this is a prototypical Patriot. Well, yeah. what is that now? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is that? Is it, like, Marcus Jones used to be the kind of guy or a Julian Edelman type player, but what are we looking for now? We don't know yet, so it's a whole new approach to the draft from everybody.
3: Yeah, I think especially offensively. I mean, defensively, I think it's going to be relatively the same type of players, yeah. but offensively, uh, they're going to be a wide zone offense. Like, that's, I think, in Cleveland, you know, talking a little bit to the, to the coaches, they they kind of transitioned because of injuries more so than anything, uh, to more gap schemes, more downhill runs, and what the personnel that came in for the injured players were more fit for that. But at their root, I they are an outside zone, wide zone system. And I think that's what they're gonna want, which is more athletic tackles, which is guys that can get out on the edge and, and block that is you know a little bit of a different type of player uh than what we've are traditionally Known for here, so it's so like a when
0: you do you think that this do you think that this maybe means uh, I, I, they might move on from it? it's
3: a it's a it's a fair question I I don't I don't know how they view it completely but I think that you know the general gist is that they look for tackles that are long athletic have range at the position and can obviously get out and block in space because that's what that system asks you to do yeah. and that it's hard to say all those things and then look at Mike Onwenu and say that he's a fit. Like it just doesn't, it it doesn't add up now, maybe a better fit at guard, you know, possibly. uh, But in terms of him playing tackle in this type of system, I I don't necessarily see it.
0: What do you look for in a running back in a zone zone scheme? Is it the uh, one cut and go kind of make reads, makes the right read, puts the foot in the ground and takes off. Something
3: else we we chatted about a little bit because uh, you know, usually you think of, outside zone it's either a guy like an arian foster who's like great one cut running back or it's like a raheem Mostert who's got the speed to turn the corner and is Ramondre stevenson really either one of those things uh but i think what's important is is you know a lot of those runs are, are getting cut back up up through the middle like not you don't really run to the sideline as much as you might think and it's really about the pacing of the center that kind of sets the whole tone of it uh so i i think the center you know david andrews uh his world's about to change a lot. You know, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot more uh, responsibility on him at the line of scrimmage. That was maybe more on the quarterback before. I think that's going to be a lot more on the center. And in this scheme, he's kind of setting the pace of the entire movement of the line in the run game too. So I, it, whether it's Andrews or, um, you know, I, I will see how long he it is Andrews, but a guy like Jake Andrews or whoever's going to be after him, it's, that's going to be a really important spot.
0: I mean, Cole strange, kind of better for him though right
3: better for him yeah and I, I think city south has the foot speed to do it as well he's a pretty good athlete tested well at the combine uh his his draft year so i think they have some guys but you know a trent brown probably not uh, oh a, a, that did him in a, a mike Onwenu, uh, yeah. maybe not you know like those like are you gonna pay mike on Wenu 15 20 million dollars a year to not exactly be a great fit in the scheme that you're running i don't know
0: there's so many factors with this team right now of like the number of you know, i mean i like i'm talking to bob mcnell the tight ends coach and like you got no tight ends in the roster I know, like what's like, he doing what do you do <laughs> yeah. i mean even um Open uh, trials. Uh, the, the outside <laughs> line the outside linebackers coach um wilkins but wilkins true wilkins yeah. who another really nice like he just kind of came up to me but another one where i'm like he kind of got you and that's it like yeah. right now he's got he doesn't have much to work with so um you know how does it all marry together with the guys you retain the guys you pursue in free agency how you construct your offense what you expect to get in the draft Um, how you kind of balance. And we touched on on Tuesday a little bit, maybe focusing a little bit more on defense. Um, But I don't know, based on what you've heard over the last couple of days, do you have any kind of different views of the current free agents, potential external free agents, and and maybe even the draft? Have have, have your views changed at all from what you've heard over the last couple of days from the coaches?
3: I always love listening to coaches talk about what they look for in quarterbacks and then talking to personnel people and listening to what they look for in quarterbacks because... Uh, it's often very different like a personnel yeah. guy is just looking for talent arm talent mobility, you know Those types of things like just give me the most talented guy Whereas like Van Pelt is out there talking about leadership and mechanics and fundamentals toughness. and toughness, toughness and like Accuracy and it's like okay. Well, how do we kind of come together? And I I brought it up earlier It's kind of like the Trey Lance Mac Jones argument that we were having with the 49ers it's the same thing. I I think the personnel people probably were infatuated with Trey Lance's tools. Kyle Shanahan was probably fascinated by Mac Jones's pro ready brain and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of coaches look at it and they just don't want to get fired. So if you give me a guy, that's a project that I'm going to have to, develop over two three years are you going to give me the runway to develop the guy or if we're not winning in two years i'm just going to get canned because i couldn't figure out drake may you know like that sort of thing so look at it. you know i think coaches want experience they want leadership they want pro ready like that's the things that they look for
0: speaking of drake may i got a actually got a text from from mr paul perillo um and he is texting me live from UNC. Wow. <laughs>
4: <Ooh>. <laughs> Chapel Hill. He's got he's
0: got a whole Drake May picture. Oh, wow. He's oh, got God. the field, so Paul's down there. I think he's doing a little advanced scouting. You know, he's beating the bushes, talking to the coaches. That's, that's my slant, Paul, all right? Like <laughs>
7: stay, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Go talk about <laughs> clock management or something. Oh,
0: Burning God. your timeouts at the wrong time. And of course we, we we didn't we didn't officially hear from Fred, but we saw just a, a picture um, so from some feet. tropical parts unknown. Tropics unknown, Fred uh <laughs> with his little Fred toes there He in posted the, water. the
5: boomerang, and I don't, I wonder if On he, Twitter. I wonder if he- noticed, <laughs> On Twitter, but I wonder if he noticed, like, his toes are in the bottom of it for all, like, the slack he gets about feet and stuff.
0: You can, like, wiggle them, you know, toes in the water.
6: <laughs> toes in sand. They're
0: having a great time, and, uh, and don't worry. Hopefully, they- they'll, Well, they'll be back next week. We won't- be, no, I'm like Brady. I'm no. not giving this up. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what- That's, yeah, wait till Toggle on. Uh, Lori Malloy has something to say about it. Um uh, <laughs> But yeah, those guys will be here, kind of holding down the fort, and we'll be calling in next week. I think we're gonna try to do some live feed-ins and that, that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm sure they're excited to get back and get back all into this. So uh, yeah, we're gonna plow through the show. You guys have some uh, what? what You had some blind love, or what was your your show? Love is <laughs> blind. You know blind what it's blind love. Like. You know what it's called. I watched the first season. I didn't <laughs> I see the rest that of it.
6: <laughs> Whatever. Messica from season one. I haven't watched the current season. There's uh, a former so Patriots why we cheerleader
0: about? on I, the current there season. There is. There's a former Patriots And it, it, it,
3: it's kind of annoying. Really? I'm not going to lie.
0: Does she talk a lot about the Patriots? No, but her, fi- her
3: fiancé does. Her fiance mentioned at least three times that she was a Patriots cheerleader. The one she, she hasn't met been blindly. on the team
5: in so long, too. I was looking at her Instagram. Yeah, like she was a, a Charlotte Hornet dancer, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Like, was
8: 9
3: to
2: 15? There we go. She said she
3: that uh, she yeah. won two Super Like, she won. They they won two Super Bowls with her as a cheerleader. So this was a, a while ago. Oh nine 9 to 15, Recently, 50. sounds like one. That's what they said on
0: the show. Sounds like one Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs>
3: and uh, and he's mentioned it like several times. And then in the last episode, he started like, "So do you know Gronk? Do you know so and so?" I'm like, this dude's literally just interested in this girl because she's an NFL cheerleader. Like
0: that's literally it. Like,
9: she got a shelf.
0: She got. got it. It. it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, ah, well, she's Camille. Camille's the most famous one though. Gronk, Gronk's yes. girlfriend. But um, all right. Well. Check that out if you I have some more. Love, Love,
4: is blonde is, is a great show. So it's, a, it's still the
0: same format where it's just you you yeah. don't you can't meet for like the first mm-hmm. month and you just have conversations. Like a couple weeks. And then Who is kinda,
4: signing up yeah. for
5: this? They
2: changed I, the last couple episodes around. They bring the old people back. They didn't do that in the first couple seasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. They let the drama happen.
5: Is there uh, a guy named Jeremy? Yes. Jeremy had a fiance when he applied for the show. I saw that on, uh, so, on Twitter to today. So
3: Jeremy's girl is is an interesting character and I am it's a ticking time bomb. I'm waiting for that one to, to end. I can't Isn't
5: wait. Isn't he like a sleazy cheater?
3: Uh so first of all, we talk about this a little bit upstairs, but his 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 girl <laughs> Real off-season talk. Told at he said like something like oh she said like oh people like compare me to like a famous celebrity like do you want to guess who it is and like he oh. was like guessing like random people and she was like no it's it's Megan Fox <laughs> You don't tell a dude that's no, never met you no. or seen you that
0: you look like Megan nobody Fox. Nobody looks like Megan Fox.
3: Right. Absolutely <laughs> nobody. <laughs> <laughs> she not to know who
2: Megan lie. Fox was. She's <laughs> like, oh, I, I've been yes, compared she... to MGK's fiance. Yeah, yeah, I was
7: she like, did. what she was.
4: Yeah. that girl is a dime plus 99 and like, you want to say you look like her? No, absolutely not. And then, and then so when
3: not. they actually meet, and now we're, we're A Love Is Blind podcast all of a sudden, when he actually when they actually meet, you can see the smile just go away from his face and he's just like, you're not Megan Fox. You're not Megan Fox. Like, You can okay. see it in his head that he's just like, ah damn.
0: Like, <laughs> You're setting the bar super high for yourself. Like, That's what I'm you saying. compare yourself to any celebrity uh-huh. at all? Um, I have an w- off-topic question, though. If you had to be on one reality show that you think you could win or dominate on, PU Crew, is oh. there a... If there isn't a fo- football to- one. Sorry. Does it to <laughs> be a competition
6: show Anything. or just a reality show? Anything.
4: I think I would go on Love is Blind. For real. Yeah. I think I would do it. Yeah. One dating is a doesn't that scare nightmare. you though. Oh my God. I, I could kind of see that. For I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm no. apply for these shows I, I could do it. Like I could do it because I'm gonna ask the right questions yeah. and you have a I'm, good judgment of character. You're gonna get yes, to the bottom. of Yes, and I would call someone's BS like so fast. <laughs> like it, it just <laughs> that was great. And you'd be sought but after because you have a cool my, job and yeah. you're. Crap together. Oh yeah, Fair. yeah. See about Gronk. I, I will uh, say my thing. Like Jessica on this, when she reads Jimmy for filth, like I was like, you know what? That is me in a nutshell. And I would just like to say. Because y'all are always joking me, she is a Capricorn. <laughs> ten out of ten, oh, like she went about it. So the right many way. people <laughs>
3: right now are like, "What the hell?" Hey.
4: <laughs> I will say though, I will say that I was shocked when I heard Evan watch this show because he's just all football and all film. Dude, he's got to To hear that he watches trash <laughs> TV, oh, we, is wild. We
3: watch other than sports, all we watch is trash. Ninety Day Fiance, Love Is Blind, Love 90 Day fiance. All, of, all of it. Uh, below Deck, you know, yeah, we don't watch any real. TV. Uh,
4: see, that was really shocking for me because it's like to hear you only talk about Bruins and Celtics and and Patriots. These first To, to hear, I don't talk managers? about
3: the Red Sox right now. No, okay. no,
6: they're embarrassing. Okay, I, I would everything everything but baseball. I would love to be on like a Jersey Shore type show. Oh I can God. see like, you. On I that. would <laughs> love it. <So> this <laughs> is like the, <laughs> here. The, the camera pan to me. I was, I would love it. A I would want to on be it.
5: on the Great British Bake Off.
6: Ooh, <laughs> that guy's scary. <laughs> though. They, they yell happening? at you. I
3: know. He puts too
6: much like, salt it. in or something. I, I'm yeah, only going,
3: going on a show with money like, that I can win, like a, Wipe a out. monetary. Prize. I miss
5: when like reality TV was real. Like remember Flavor of Love? Yeah. With Flavor Flav. Sure. And that that was my jam.
3: Flavor
0: Flav.
4: I could see I you on like days. Family Feud.
3: Yeah, I'd be I good at like that. I feel like you'd be
0: good
4: at that. Yep, definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Chris is would. right. <laughs> Actually,
0: before we move on, we will um, my wife sent me this clip from Jeopardy where the, the um it's going around social media right now, but the, the topic was football. Oh god. And they didn't get a single one. Oh, yeah, starting bad. at like two hundred and like and Alex Trebek, as an old obviously Alex Trebek, but R. Alex Trebek was getting very, very like agitated. Like they're like if you know you don't get the two hundred question. You're not getting like the thousand dollars <laughs> budget out of the bar. I would
3: love if there was like I think they used to do sports Jeopardy on like one oh, of the like you, you know sports channels, and uh, that that would be cool. Or Stump. My uh, cousin was actually on Stump, Stump the Schwab. I wasn't old enough to be on it yet, uh, but that was like an old like uh, sports trivia quest, uh, show on ESPN that uh, that I would probably. Watch.
5: I have like three people I went to high school with that went on Jeopardy.
0: It's smart guys, a bunch yeah. of smart guys. So
3: many, so many people are so mad at us. Right? All right,
0: I'm gonna put the I'll put the fist down. We're gonna stop the the reality show. I know, Matt. But come on, it's the off season. We got to And Paul and Fred aren't here. We got it. We got to have a look. We got to spread and our wings. Your a little voice, bit. Is right our voice is dying right now. My voice is dying. That's why we're gonna head over to the phones. But please give us a call eight five five PATS five hundred. Shoot us an email web radio at patriots And uh, our good friend William and Phil um, has been waiting for a while. So hey, William, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, Mike? How you feel? I'm I'm all right. My vo I feel fine, but my voice is just it's failing me right now, but I'll get by.
8: <laughs> all right. Um hello to the ladies first. Let me hello. start here. Hi.
7: Hey,
8: uh, hi, how you done. doing? And uh two questions for Evan. Uh Evan, uh, one everybody else um, just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> um one question is basically, um, do you know about the wide receiver from UCF uh name um, Baker?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: Okay. All right. They saying that he's supposed to be the sleeper in the draft, or not?
3: There's a there's a lot of those guys uh, that you know. This is such a deep wide receiver class that there's gonna be guys in like the fourth, fifth, sixth round that don't get talked about a whole lot in the pre-draft process right. uh that are going to end up being pretty good nfl players because of how deep it is so uh guys like javon okay. baker i know the kid at the sh- at the shrine bowl had a huge week I-, I can't remember the name off the top of my head jalen Coker from uh, Holly cross no oh. what not. what are we talking about uh, the kid from virginia um i can't remember his name uh had a, had a good week yeah I-, I i think that all those players are are draftable oh, guys the little guy Monday malik washington three. was that yeah,
0: yeah malik washington yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it
4: yep he's good a
8: little slot guy uh, yep and um my last my last question is And it ain't so much Well yeah it's probably much Is the question Your last show Catch 22 Yes sir For about 20 minutes I was sitting there Waiting for you You and I was. I know I know I know
3: We had to talk yeah, About the oh, combine about A
8: little it? bit Oh okay Because I was gonna, I was going to Say something to you. <laughs> I was
0: Like, are you kidding me? Get, let him have you know, it, William. Let I knew, you, I
3: knew you would hang on for to,
7: to oh, call you know, into Unfiltered, and, saying, and uh, we had to talk a little yeah, bit yeah. of combine. He was so. saving
8: you for me. For okay, me. all right, <laughs>
10: okay. Well, long as you, long as you see my, class, I'm cool then. Oh all yeah, good. always.
7: Yeah. Now all we right. love you. Be Take good, William. Video. Thanks.
6: So. I want to talk about something with the draft because I always do this. Oh, let's we do do we a tease. We do, t- we t- we t- do our t- draft podcast. Not stuff, love is blind. But no, it's not. We're talking football here. Football. What, I'm just waiting do, for a
5: caller to come. With their,
3: their
6: love you, is blind. So, takes. like, we spend all It'll this happen. time talking about prospects. Like, you know, we yeah. do the podcast. And for example, do you ever like go to a Wikipedia page and look at the list of players drafted? Oh yeah. And you spend so much time, and half these dudes are busts. Oh yeah. Like, and it's just like they more, more yeah. than half. Like they about we we talked about Devin Lloyd. He was like an okay player. Like we we spent. So much time being like, this I is the guy the patch should take. And, like, you, you never hear from him again. That's what's
0: so funny about the draft. I think that's what you love about the draft. And, I mean, it's – I mean, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, we go back to blogging days. I mean, it's like 13, 14 years it's been, like, going through every prospect. Um, hopefully we've learned something. But that's what's so funny. And that's, like, the ultimate realization, even going back to 2021, was like, yeah, one of these quarterbacks is going to work out. Just well, one. And, like, you spend all this time on, like, seven different guys. Like, would well, do you want fields? Do you want, you know, Drake May, or, you know, like. You should, yeah, like might, guys, there might be one guy. Wait a minute.
5: We should have real estate in your mind that are now just like. Well, it's a just car like it doesn't or, like right? we spend so much <laughs> time estate
6: with estate people. Yeah. Deuce is talking about Jake Bobo. Like, oh, that'd be funny. He's a you local right kid, and, right and now Bobo. he's going off. But meanwhile, we're, we're talking right about these about other receivers. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just funny. We to should
4: be. have a Love Is Blind mock draft, like blindly. Who like oh, based it, off like that, positions or that, something. That's
3: what Felger and Maz does.
4: Oh yeah, just oh. they <laughs> throw a dart. I know it's yeah. it's
0: insulting. It, I listen so to good. that
3: yeah. every single year and literally scream at the radio uh, because of how insulted I am <laughs> by the how little they know about the guys. Like I'm like you are literally paid to be on a sports radio. That's show. That's why they're mailing it in. And they throw a dart <laughs> and you paid. hit, and you're like. Drake May from right. North. I, oh, it's so frustrating when they hit somebody
0: and then in your head you're like, that's a good fit. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Like he's on my big board. Yeah, I can't see anything time. right now. Oh, yeah, uh, but I see. Look, that's the, yeah. that's 100 it, it. Like if you look at statistically, about 30 to 35 percent of draft picks hit. You could say Mel Kiper is like a <laughs> no sports weatherman. Around, yeah. He gets yeah. paid to be wrong. But. Yeah, I mean Mel <laughs> Kuyper, You know, I like that. Set the trailblazer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but his, his quarterback rankings have been. Off for like 10 years, yeah.
0: But if you talk fast enough, nobody knows, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I the the thing I always compare it to is like, imagine if you had to go around to a bunch of college seniors right now and predict who was gonna like be the best employee at your company, like take the football out of it, which is obviously brings it to a whole nother level. But even that is so hard to project, like, who's you know, who's going to become a professional and understand what it takes to work and, you know, and, and put in effort and, you know, have to work long hours or, you know, maybe yeah. do things you don't want to do. Like, that's the biggest you thing don't know. that you Especially can't measure. Especially
5: this generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, oh, these kids don't nah. want to work anymore. You can't.
3: You can't measure competitiveness, work ethic, like those types of things. And so often that's what it comes down to. Like you can have the most talented prospect in the world. Yeah. You know, all guys, all these guys have talent. That's why they're in the draft. Like they wouldn't be here if they didn't. Uh, but it, it, do they have that killer instinct? Do they have that competitive fire? Do they want to be great? And not to say it, like, do they actually want to be great? Like, and those are the things that, you know, I think the scouts get a little bit more of an opportunity to be able to, to talk about those things with guys like this and, uh, and study these guys and get to know them as human beings. Cause like half of the evaluations happens on the field but the other half is about just yeah. who are these people like, I, I, like-
4: I feel like the biggest thing to like test and honestly be able to evaluate is like someone's ability to fight through adversity and I think up until like the past few years when Alabama has now been challenged in the mm-hmm. SEC like how are you supposed to evaluate someone's ability to be able to do that when they go 12-0 and 13-0 they never lose their entire career I mean Surrounded Trevor by, Lawrence like a dream team too. Yeah. yeah, it's like Trevor Lawrence. He's never lost as much as he has until right now at the Jacks. It's like how do you evaluate someone's ability to like bounce back from adversity? Well, sure? I was just yeah. gonna th-
0: You took the words right out of
3: my how mouth. How do you evaluate
4: that? Yeah, I mean, you I mean, see someone you has know, is so good. Are, but
3: I think the problem is is that for a lot of these guys and uh, you know in the draft with NIL and the transfer portal they're all co- are coming from loaded offenses like yeah. the only guy that really is coming from an offense that wasn't is Drake May you know you look at a uh, Jaden Daniels like he's throwing to two first round wide receivers like Malik Neighbors is going to be a top 5 top 8 pick in the draft Brian Thomas Jr. and your other receiver is going to be a top twenty-five pick in this. But he's also
4: facing good defenses in the SEC, which is like, uh, to an extent, the SEC had a little bit of a down year this
0: year. Defenses existed in in college football, Uh, (laughs) but I was going to just, I was going to riff on Mac for a second, just because you know, having written his profile and you know, not a guy that had to stick around and had to play on the practice squad for a while, so framed a certain way, Mm -hmm. you could look at Mac and say. He hung around, he waited, he won the job, he he competed, he wanted to compete. I mean, after we drafted Mac, I was trumpeting him going from the national championship right to the senior bowl, working out, you know, had two pro days during COVID. Um, You know all those things kind of point to like a guy who's like I'm not gonna rest on my laurels I'm gonna go out there and throw with everybody. I don't care I'm gonna compete and you know all those signs pointed great But then you made the point but he was also playing with an all-star team So Mm -hmm. you can you know point to that direction, too So it's just it's so And to your
5: point like you see yeah, he clearly is a very hard worker He clearly puts the time in but sometimes it's that's not the intangibles you know
0: and that's why i was gonna say his issue is talent yeah Yeah. (laughs) like yeah like he mac jones (laughs) is
3: here at 6 a.m like he's that guy that is is rolling in first one in last one out putting in all of the work mac jones is just not talented enough and that was that was and even
4: before like cj stroud same thing with ohio state like there have been such a great program with great quarterbacks they've all gone to the national championship but like they all flame they out why is he different yeah.
0: why is he why is he the one that hit because he failed the test that's right? <laughs> <laughs> you're smart enough to. but i mean i was even gonna say something like you know to evan's point when they have in the uh, at the combine sometimes they'll have like a like a little basketball hoop shut up set up and hey. they'll like have the guy like all right let's play horse right now like things like that they'll yeah. like show you like the tom brady's of the world would be like let's go and would right. be bs if they didn't win and like even chugging a
5: beer Tom like, was competitive and those at. people
0: are so annoying in real life right like everybody hates that guy That you are mm-hmm. like dude we're just playing like tic-tac-toe you don't have to throw the card across the table but those are the guys that succeed in the nfl the guys that are Killers. absolutely obsessed with winning and it's it stinks in real life but that's what you need to be those guys and i mean i think a lot of them have that but like you said evan and, and i mean i said it last year i think about mac where it was like can you work yourself into a star like if you Work hard enough, but you don't have that much talent. Is there enough hard work? And I think that was some of the false narrative on Tom Brady that like he wasn't that talented and that he just worked hard and yeah. had good check and, you know, was able to kind of grow, but system quarterback, he was talented, like he was really talented and really competitive. I, I think
3: we're getting to the point though, with like these modern athletes where I don't know if like a Tom Brady, not that obviously from a resume standpoint, a Tom Brady is never going to exist again. But like, I don't even think Patrick Mahomes is really wired like Tom Brady is. Mm. I just think he's that good. Yeah, You know, like I just think that that's, that's the way it is and like i think it's maybe more prevalent in in like the nba currently than the nfl but i think the nfl is starting to get there where a lot of these guys like it's it's it is not the and it's not the tom brady end-all be-all but they're just so talented that they they end up winning you know
0: I saw the question phrased differently. I mean, not to get into Patrick Mahomes of it all, um, you know, because everybody, you know, we talk about it's just annoying. You instantly have to, like, stack him up in history as to where he is now. But I kind of liked it better phrased as, is Patrick Mahomes playing the quarter posi- quarterback position right now better than anyone else ever has? Without having to, like, get into, like, history and all that, like, is is that an argument to be made? And I, I, I kind of think it, it might be.
3: I think he's the most talented, physically talented and gifted quarterback maybe ever. I, I still think that brady probably had seasons and stretches that were equal in terms sure. of like what he actually was putting on oh film. seven was yeah but i think that you know mahomes his ability to move around and and throw the ball out of structure and the arm talent and all that stuff i mean it, it he's just better at those things than tom brady it, but that doesn't yeah. mean he's better it, just...
6: it's it's interesting because i want to see with mahomes josh allen and lamar jackson and like mahomes if he wants to stop now he can and he'll be up there but i want to see what they do when they reach the thirty-three-year-old. Like, yeah, is Josh Allen going to be? Is Josh Allen going to be trucking people at thirty-three? Yeah. Like, is like you know what I mean? So I want to see I, mean, what that I wonder
5: looks if like. Mahomes has like his own Alex Guerrero, like yeah. dealing no. with his <laughs> not right. Yet. And imagine if he did. Like, imagine <laughs> if yeah. he was. I mean, have you
3: seen? Like, it, not and, to like be like a body shamer, but like he's he's really not in in.
4: Great his life is in way better shape than <laughs> his yeah. hit the picture of him with like no shirt on I think from either parade or like at the those, Super Bowl I can't remember AFC, AFC championship I think it was giving Mac Jones <laughs> like yeah. it was I was like oh that's but not to, what I expected on to be
3: fair there. like Brady wasn't Like, uh, you know, like TB12, Brady, until later on, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when he first started, he was, I mean, you remember the combine photo, like he was, he was not any, in any great shape that that kind of happened when it did get into the longevity thing of like, how am I going to do this for, you know, as long as I want to do it for and and I that's when Alex Guerrero and the TB12 method and like all that. stuff. But he was
5: so ahead of the curve on all that stuff, because I remember we would hear about Tom's diet and his just his regimens in general and people were like. That, how do you, how are you living a life like that? Like that's insane, but now it's like in vogue all the biohacking he's doing. Like it's the new cool thing.
7: <laughs> Lost <O-Z-> me. At- <laughs> <laughs> Lost me at biohacking. Right? I, but
0: it's just it sounds crazy to oh, think about, but just yeah. I mean you think about Mahomes dominating in 2036. And yeah. that's like like that just sounds like a lifetime away and to imagine that to continue like it did with Brady. I just I think we all know though how hard it is to just you know like you just have dips like there's years that Mahomes might have an injury he might you know I
3: I
7: yeah. mean I don't want this you to become to a show like about a, this about Brady but No but, but stuff happens like yeah. like Josh Allen's a hit it's away from the ruining a Bills effect. season yeah, yeah. It so really is. You never know.
3: Andy yeah. Reid's older than Bill, yep. yeah. So like, Andy Reid's not going to be his coach forever. Mm-mm. So what happened? Is he going to be like Bill Walsh to George? You know, was it George Seifert? Right? Yep. Did I get that right? Yep. Uh, is that going to be like the transition, and it's going to be you know not seamless, but like he's still going to be good enough yeah. to keep winning? Or? or does
0: it become what a lot of Patriot fans will argue it became that it was all kind of Tom without Bill at the end? <gasps> yeah. You know, like Tom mm-hmm. didn't really need Bill at the end. That right. it was that was all. And him. you know,
3: Travis Kelsey's thirty-four. Yeah, that's, like he's he's gonna be done soon. I do so. wonder
4: since they won if he's he might just call it quits and be like, oh, this was great yeah. Taylor Swift season. Like he's down I think in he Australia he, right now. I think
5: he was on the record. I think he said <laughs> that he Taylor. wants to go as long as he can. No, oh, okay.
0: It's it's interesting to me. It's just, like it's kind of like that. a David Anders thing of like what the the will to continue to compete after you've won championships and to take the punishment and the the work that's required. You know, at this that, like we know what it takes for these guys. It's crazy. Like. I, I don't know. I just have a lot of respect, especially with a guy like David Andrews who just kind of keeps doing it.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's jump over to the phones here because the lines are absolutely stacked. Uh, start with Todd in North Carolina. Hey, Todd.
7: Hey guys, how you doing? Hi.
0: Hello. We're doing good.
9: So, I got a quick things. Um, first one is uh, simply put: Did you guys really listen to ESPN when they said that uh, Mr. Belichick are our, a our, our good coach? kind of lost contact with people like he just couldn't find leaders and he couldn't be the leader for these young guys because he just couldn't connect with them and the other thing is kind of a game uh the patriots will be over 500 because or the patriots will be under 500 because just answer those things and that's all i got
7: thanks guys Mm
9: -hmm.
0: bye now i don't know the patriots will be under 500 because they just don't have enough talent yet on the offensive side of the ball
6: the patriots (laughs) will be under 500 because mac jones is still the quarterback
3: (laughs) I, I think those are saying the same things, and uh, <laughs> I, I would go with, with you guys. Yeah, under five hundred, over five hundred. Uh, Jaden Daniels is awesome,
0: Yeah. <laughs> or Drake May is awesome. Yeah, whoever. that would be the over <laughs> five hundred. Is, uh, is uh, they uh, uh, end
5: no, up no. with a quarterback that just really moves yeah. the needles and
6: Marvin Harrison doesn't make match Jones awesome. Else. No,
0: over
4: five hundred. Well, tw- yeah, exactly. Who's throwing that? Yeah. Over five hundred because they do just enough to win, not blowing anybody away, but just enough to win.
0: I like it. Do what the Steelers did. I
6: didn't sneak yeah. in. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't hear the first part about what he was saying uh, about ESPN. Was Belichick that Belichick losing contact with people in the building? Yeah,
3: and, no. I think yeah. he was saying that you know the whole Belichick can't connect to younger players anymore and that that sort of thing. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's like a personality. Like they he, Belichick is you know we can't be buddies. You know what I mean? I think it's more about like the way the program was run. Yeah, like you ran a very very tight ship. That was very hard to be a player here and I just don't think the the modern athlete necessarily wants it to be that way anymore like no. it, these days so
0: it feels a lot different I mean it's I kind of knew it was what you know what would happen but I just I think until you experience it it's it's kind of hard to really fully grasp like how different it is to have a new head coach come into an organization and how many things just change and i'm sure there's a hundred things that have changed that we have no concept of or no idea what what have changed but even just the small glimpses that we've got from gerard from some of the coaches i mean it's just you can understand why young players would want to play for these guys and you know so to that to to that idea you see the direction they're going with some of these guys but it's just it's a it's a really likable staff you know and that's it's different because you just i always felt at arm's length from everybody Mm -hmm. And and here we are in February, and I don't want to say that we're going to be any closer than that this year. But it was just nice to get to see these guys kind of as people first.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, there's just like a couple examples. Um, You know, Trent Brown brought up, I think, in the interview he did with Nesson at the time about like the schedule. And how the players wouldn't find out the schedule for the next day until, like, 6 o'clock the the night before. Which we can confirm. And they would all just be waiting around for the schedule, whereas other teams, the schedule for, like, the entire month might already be set. Here's our training camp schedule every day. And, you know, he said that, they weren't sure about the schedule for the bye week. And a lot of times in the bye week, guys, t- you know, go on vacation, take time off, spend time with their families. And they weren't able to make plans for the bye week. And I know that that sounds ridiculous. Like, you should be focused on winning, you know, whatever. But that, that's the sort of, you know, like life stuff that just mm-hmm. was coming up. And yeah. I think the other thing, you know, I was there and Deuce, you were in, in Green Bay. Uh, the, the back-to-back joint practices on the road that they had originally scheduled was crazy. Like that was absolutely insane, and the the players were like did not want to do it. it. It was just very clear talking to some of those guys that they were kind of pissed yeah. that they were going to be away from their families for like almost two full weeks. And I I understand that some people think that they shouldn't care about you know that they all should be one-mind track towards winning and all that stuff. But this is, like, the culture stuff. It's the, you know, workplace It's worth – just real quick,
0: sorry. just It's worth highlighting, though. Like, you're talking about, like, people with families. Like, these are older players. So, I mean, we're also talking about, like, you know, trouble connecting with the younger kids that don't really have families that really shouldn't have a problem. But it just kind of shows, like, how – Those policies kind of impacted everyone across the Mm -hmm. roster, from young guys to older guys with families.
4: I think that can, there's like, I feel like there's so much, you saw so much value and importance. You can see so much value and importance in that when you have that ability to get the actual break that you need during a bye week because you have the schedule. So who knows the value that they could have had if they were able to actually go back home and see family, go on a trip, whatever, or even, like you mentioned, the joint practices, or even not do that. Like even just like have a joint practice here or have both of them here. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it was the, yeah.
3: Having the joint practices in green Bay, I don't think was a problem, but I I, I don't want to name many names, but like I would talk to a lot of guys and they were like, are you staying with us for the whole time too? Like kind of <laughs> like rolling their eyes, like oh, yeah. like this stinks, right? Yeah. And like I wasn't even practicing, so like to imagine like putting your body into that situation, and then also on top of it, not really want to be there. Like about August, you're yeah. talking
6: about two weeks when you got eighteen weeks.
7: Right, are like Just getting, they're getting started,
0: hit. and yeah. they're already well, like. Well, that's why this Trent was tweeting, "I want to go and I, home." I, <laughs> yeah. I, that was two years ago yeah. in Vegas. Like, yeah. Yeah. and I
3: think that they look at that and they look at the, the the schedule too. Like, we have this, we have Germany this year. Like, we have all these like longer trips, yeah. and like that. I think makes it makes an impact.
0: All right, let's bank some more calls out here. Uh, Patty and Agawam, Patty. How you doing, man? Hey
8: guys, I'll make it quick because I know my phone sucks. What's going on, young and some handsome dude? Oh, thank you. Oh. Uh, hitting on him just got a quick question about mike and Wenu, Mm -hmm. and that is um do you think they they try and bring him back with the expectation of him playing right tackle because i'm i'm sort of on paul's side of the street when it comes to offensive linemen regarding if he wants to come back and play right guard i just say you know go with one of the young guys or see if he could fill the position and later on in the draft because i mean he was a sixth round draft pick and Hopefully, like, I want it back, but I want it back playing the right tackle, and I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. And,
7: Thanks, Patty. And that's
8: all I got.
0: Appreciate it.
3: It's an interesting conversation, and if they end up using the not using the franchise tag on, on anybody, then maybe it's not. But if they end up yeah. using the franchise tag on Kyle Duggar over Mike Onwenu, I, I do think that that tells you what uh, this coaching staff and this scheme thinks of a 340-pound offensive lineman that like yeah. might not be the best skill set in, in terms of what they want to do.
0: I'm so torn because I, I kind of feel like um, when you I think he's a very good player I just don't, you know, I, I kind of see City so and say, look, let's just, let's not over invest in the offensive line right now, let's just can try to continue to spread those resources around, but at the same time I can't say that and not acknowledge that I've been a very big critic that they haven't retained their own players and so even though I think Michael Mwenyu and Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche and even Jennings, a little bit. You know, they all have their kind of warts. They're not perfect players, but there are players. We've already put a lot of time in them. So I think that there is value to saying they're not perfect, but retain them. So you send a message to the locker room that. We're going to bring our players in. If you come here, you work hard, you play hard for us. We're going to keep you in the building, and we're going to start to rebuild this leadership structure that, let's face it, took a big blow this week with Matthew Slater and Lawrence Guy departing, and even Adrian Phillips.
3: Yeah, I think that there's, like, something to be said there, too, of, like, giving Christian Barmore an extension. Absolutely. Like, you know, sending those messages. I think that You ball out, you get rewarded. Right, and it comes back to Mac Jones. Like, that's why I just can't wrap my head around Mac Jones being here, because what does that tell the other 52 guys in the Mm -hmm. locker room? But... uh, I can't believe, like, people look at their offensive line play over the last couple years and are like, eh, it doesn't matter. Like, I I just... And not to, like, pick on Paul when he's not here, but, like, I just... That just blows my mind that you can watch how horrible they have been on the offensive line for two years and then think that, oh, we can just draft some guy in the sixth round and everything's going to be fine. Like we don't have to put value into that. It's mind blowing.
4: The lions I think are a good example of what an offensive line did for them. Like um, they wouldn't have gotten as far as they did without that brick wall for their quarterback. Like obviously, you know, they have great receivers. I'm not going to diminish that, but I think they're yeah, their offensive line was huge for them. Yeah. So they hit
0: on Amon Ross, St. Brown, yeah. you know, late round pick, who's a you know chain mover kind of a guy, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean it is a model to consider. And I mean maybe something, you know, I don't know if I would ask. Don't Elliot. they
4: have a Pennesool? Is that the yeah? Well, it's just yeah. funny yeah. because
6: like the Bengals Super Bowl, like Jamar Chase, Joe Burrows game attack. attacked. And yeah, I was like, oh, if they drop well, even, even, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, even
3: the Niners just now, like yeah. you know the Niners, their offensive line outside of Trent Williams is kind of falling apart, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and it's probably their biggest need this off season is addressing that, and they 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 couldn't complete passes because Brock Purdy was getting killed. Like, you know, yeah. they're blitzing and they're not picking it up and things like that. And I just – I don't understand how we can, like, watch what happened to Mac Jones, watch him deteriorate and, like, turn into a shell because of the pressure mm-hmm. and then not, like, sit here and say, oh, don't worry. Like, Jaden Daniels will be fine if we don't have any offensive linemen. It's fine.
0: Joe Walt, you are a New England Patriot. Uh, look, back to I the would love ones. that. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy in Connecticut. Hey, Jimmy. 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 Jimmy, are you there? Three, two, one, smell ya. All right, smell you. Sorry, Jimmy. He's <laughs> the guy that sidelined Jimmy. I'm going down to Spee in Fresno. Hey Spee.
8: Yo, uh,
1: the Patriots finish under five hundred because Alex Van Pelt builds an offense too much catered to like the skills of the players rather than coming to the table with his own sort of clear scheme Ooh. strategy. It just seems like Little weird in his press conference when he was saying, Hey, I, I don't know what, what our offense is going to look like. I'm paraphrasing there, yeah. but do you guys find that a little bit kind of odd or no?
3: I think he's full of it when he says, stuff I think like it that. was like
5: coach speak to an extent, yeah. Yeah. but also that's, like that's if you draft I mean. a quarterback that's a runner, like, yeah. then yeah, it's yeah, I don't you're going to tailor it that way. I
0: don't think the options are so wide that he's like, We might take a super mobile quarterback who can't throw, we might take a pocket passer, like. There's definitely something they like and they want, mm-hmm. but I don't. I'm, I just I don't think they're sure that they can get it, so they can't really say. Not that they would say anyway. But.
3: Yeah, I mean they don't have personnel control at the yeah. end of the day, so they can't sit there and say, you know, this is what we need. But uh, you know, Alex and I were talking about this on Catch Twenty Two, and one of the quotes that stood out to Alex was sort of what Spie is talking about, where Van Pelt was saying, you know, schemes are only so good. You have to have the players, and you have to be, you know, versatile. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to say that. I want yeah. you to say to Elliot Wolf. This is my scheme. These are the players that I need. Get me these players, and yeah. we'll be good. I don't want Elliot Wolf to be handing him Jaden Daniels, and then Alex Van Pelt being like, "I don't know what to do with this." Like, I like. Why what's didn't the, you ask me? Right. Like, what's the point of that? You like, like where's that going to get anybody? <laughs> well, it's going to get both of them yeah, fired. Frankly, is yeah, what it's going right. to
1: do. Evan, do you think that in the this uh, new brave new world of collaboration with the large uh, <laughs> coaching staff? that uh that maybe alex van pelt's preferences making them known in an assertive way becomes a little bit more difficult because everybody's got to work together kumbaya
3: i don't think there's as much collaboration as what people are leading on um i think that that's a nice corporate buzzword to put out there and uh, have everybody you know sing kumbaya and make that the vision or the i mean the uh that outward facing like vision of the team is that we're going to be collaborative. Um, I, I, I don't think at the end of the day that it's going to be as much of that. Yeah. Like they're not going to sit there and take a vote.
1: These these Evan hot takes. It's just like, there's not a lot of collaboration as much as they're saying. And Alex Van Pelt actually has a clear offensive image for what's going to happen. I like it.
3: I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about, van pelt still like I, I he still needs to prove it to me but i i think the two people making the decisions in the building right now are gerard mayo and elliot wolf and i think everybody else is kind of just falling yeah. in line below that masthead it's kind of how it works right yeah mm.
0: thanks b appreciate the call we got one more we got boston cream calling in right now and uh, oh boy. yeah hopefully alex's hair is looking good today because uh <laughs> you know what happened last time hey boston cream how's your uh, donut day going what's
1: up guys feel like we got a little bit of a we're on to Cincinnati moment for Alex's hair. <laughs> Alex's hair. Look at the volume. Look at the curls. Look at the color. That's my girl right there.
5: Thanks. <laughs> I think.
8: <laughs> Amazing. Uh,
1: today marks 196 days until Patriots' first game. Do you guys know who is drafted 196 overall? I'll leave it at that.
3: Huh. All right, we'll like, de- like will ever though. or like a specific year? Like ah. we are just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of one ninety six.
6: I mean him. Brady I was one ninety nine,
0: so, so that's, that's all I know. Yeah, so that's not one ninety six. That's the only pick I pay attention to. Yeah. All right, Cream, you got it you're gonna have to text us or, or email us and let us know what, what the answer to that one was. Uh, maybe Paul wouldn't know what he meant, but I don't know. I don't know. I expected higher. All right. Nobody's lunch is here, so we're gonna take a little break in honor of, of Paul when he would eat his lunch. So I'm going to do a quick one. Jose Ramirez, 196
6: (laughs) pick from the Bucks. Oh, there we go. (laughs) I
0: don't know if that's right. (laughs) Well, did you guys know Bridgestone, the official tire of the New England Patriots, is proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you.
2: Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. As I think back over the past few seasons, I wanted to thank my most trusted game day teammate, Tostitos. As I recall the last minute grocery runs, and late-night dishwashing, the salty defeats, and spicy victories, I realize it was all thanks to my teammate Tostitos. It was always you, Tostitos. Team up with Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the New England Patriots. What's up, everybody? Yesterday, head coach Gerard Mayo introduced his coordinators to the media. Let's have a listen to what he had to say.
10: (laughs) Feel like i haven't seen you guys in a while i think it was in january It's really the last time i got a chance to to uh, speak with you guys i appreciate first of all you guys coming down i know there are a lot of uh unknowns right now whether we're talking about the draft or free agency but today is really about uh the new coaches and you know we'll have our coordinators up here to kind of speak to you guys and uh i don't know if stacy told you guys but afterwards the rest of our new coaches i think we have 17 new coaches uh, they will come down and, and hopefully we get a chance to, to really vibe and connect. Um, they know that you know, our relationship with the media is very important. Stacey and Aaron have done a good job explaining it to those guys. But at the same time, I think there needs to be uh, a good relationship between the two groups. And, and hopefully, uh, look, I'll try to make myself available as much as possible. Um, but at the same time, today is really just about uh, the new coaches and the coordinators. You and, and how happy are you with the staff that you have in life? Yeah, the process, uh, it was definitely a learning experience. Uh, I've interviewed people in the past before for other jobs, uh, but this one was a little bit different, but it was it was exciting, and I felt like I learned a lot. I learned a lot uh, from the coaches that came in and interviewed that didn't get hired. Uh, hopefully, they had a, a good uh, a sense of what we're trying to build here, um, but it was, it was good. It was good. You've
9: had this job now for a month, a month and a half. What's been the biggest surprise for you
7: so far?
10: The biggest surprise for me really has been the lack of true football tape I've had an opportunity to watch right now. Um, as a head coach, it's kind of uh, a little bit different. You know, right now, we're trying to continue to you know, nail down the rest of the staff and also uh, get into some of the things we want to do in the near future. Uh, you mentioned learning new things from the
9: coaches you didn't hire. What were a couple of those
10: things? Uh, I mean, I don't want to get into X's and O's, honestly. Not today. Um, but it was it was mainly about X's and O's and how those guys uh, their leadership philosophies and and things like that. It wasn't it wasn't anything like groundbreaking, but at the same time, there were little nuggets that I took away. Oh, it Was very important. It was very important for me to to have someone that I can bounce questions off of that's actually sat in that seat. Uh, I, it's been great, and honestly, I have relationships with uh, coaches around the league as well that have offered to help. You know, they're not in the AFC, so that's a that's a good thing.
3: Gerard, uh, you interviewed several candidates for offensive coordinator. What did you like about Van Pelt, and I guess Ben McAdoo as well?
10: Yeah, you know, you know, AVP. I'm not exactly sure, and I don't want to get into what happened at Cleveland, but all the people that I talked to. Um, They speak very highly of AVP. Uh, Obviously, he understands the X's and O's of the game, but also uh, developing talent. And and really, he is a relationship guy, which I fundamentally believe is very important. Uh, Before you really get into X's and O's with the guys on the field, they gotta know that you care about them. And one thing about AVP, which you guys will see here shortly, uh, he is a people person, but also with an extensive knowledge of football. Try to go off of that. That offensive coordinator search, at least from
1: afar, seemed wide-ranging. Um, a number of different people interviewed. Why was it important to cast such a wide net for
10: that job? Yeah, but this is my first time doing it. Um, so you wanna make sure that you have uh, a bar set and then work off of that bar. I feel very I feel very good about where our staff is. Uh, once again, look, there'll be I mean, one offs here and there. But uh, it, w- it was very important just to talk to as many people as we could so we can get a good feel uh, for who we wanted to hire. You know,
9: obviously, you come <coughs> from the defensive side and you've schemed against you know all the best modern offenses did you go into this thinking like oh, i went against this offense i'd like to go I, i'd like to hire somebody from that tree or you
10: know how did it work for you uh, a little bit I, you know realistically on, i'm not going to talk too much about football but realistically on early downs you're only going to get you know so many schemes it's really the third down stuff that you really see coaches start to start to shine it it, it was important um you know, anytime we played Cleveland or teams that it was at the top of my mind uh, when we played teams like that. You always wonder, like, what are they thinking, and also what are they thinking about us defensively. And so I feel like we've cast, you know, the net that we've casted. Uh, I will definitely learn a lot from these guys as well as we as we prepare for the opponents going forward. What about what it was like bringing down their back. Uh, uh, look, Hightower. You know, he was my little brother when he got here. Uh, one of the smartest players that I've been around. And we've been talking about this for a while, I'll be honest with you. We've been talking about it for a while. Hightower has always really wanted to coach. He was a coach on the field. Obviously, he took the torch and kind of ran with it as far as the championships and, and the leadership skills that he has. Uh, it, it was very important. But it wasn't like a, you know, yesterday, hey, man, you know, you want to be my linebacker coach. This was a this was an extensive search or process.
3: What kind of advice do you have for him Who is kind of enjoy
10: Uh, just to be a sponge the same way he was when he came in as a player just try to learn from as many people as possible Uh, when I got here I could talk talk about my journey Uh, you know you have a guy like Demarcus Covington who really started off on offense moved over to defense quality control then all of a sudden he's coaching the linebackers without the linebacker tag then he's going to the front but he had an extensive knowledge uh, of, of different position groups and also I would say he really helped me with the behind-the-scenes stuff, right—the drawing of the cards, and you know, setting up practice and things like that. Steve helped me as well, uh, I spent a lot of time with DC and confident in what he's what he's taught me. So for Hightower, he should do the same thing. Right. You mentioned the, the number of new coaches coupled with
0: the ones that are coming back. It seems like a fairly large staff. What, what led you to think that this number is the best? Yeah. yeah,
10: You know, one thing we, we wanted to make sure of is that we weren't duplicating roles. And so for, for us, we were thinking about what value, what value does this role uh, bring to the team? Now, for, historically, we've always had small staffs. And, I mean, it's hard to get things done that way in today's NFL. We weren't really thinking about, you know, the size. We weren't thinking – we were just thinking about how can we make this staff as good as it can be. Now, look, honestly, uh, after talking to a lot of coaches, your first year coaching – like you hope you put together the best staff, but realistically, I mean, it's a process. How
3: much did you rely on Elliot Wolf, Gerard? How much did you rely on Elliot Wolf to help you fill out the
10: staff? Yeah, Elliot, uh, he's been great. He was in all the interviews. Um, He definitely has a lot of contacts and resources outside of the building. When you, you know, from my perspective, all of my football has really been here. So it was very important for me to bring in, you know, the AVP, the McAdoo's, Elliot, you know, Elliot grew up in the scouting world. Uh, He's been at multiple places. It was very very important to get their point of view uh, as well.
9: Do you anticipate making any more additions to the coaching staff at this point?
10: Um, I would say it's still a process. We're still working through it. There are some roles that we're thinking about, but at the same time, uh, this is, I mean, we're pretty set. We're pretty set. As your
4: offensive coordinator, what are you expecting out of your offense in the field?
10: Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm expecting, you know, first and foremost, a tough team, uh, tough team. And I think after that, it really gets into uh, smart players. But you don't have to be a genius, but you have to be smart enough and really uh, explosive players and guys that really play for one another. Um, we want to check our egos. Oh, hold on. We, <laughs> we, You know, this is, you know, even from a coaching staff, uh, you know, I say it's an ego free zone. And once we get the coaches on that same page, you hope that the players will, will follow suit and go out there and play for one another. A month ago, you were. Hold uh, on, oh, no, I gotta go. I gotta go. Wait, hold on. Here we go. A month ago, you... this day wasn't here, and now all of a sudden, it is. So, how are you feeling about that? That you're a month later now, and you're almost got your final coaching staff, and you're ready to move on. Yeah, I mean, it feels great. It feels great, and and like I said, I'm very happy with the coaching staff that we have. You know, after this, you'll get a chance to uh, meet the coordinators, obviously, but also our position coaches will play a major uh, part in this team's success. Are you able to say, well, Troy Brown is still on the staff, and if so, what role? Troy yeah, yeah, sure. Brown is still on the staff, and, and once again, I would say uh, the staff is still pretty fluid, but he uh, he is on the staff. What's your
8: relationship
7: like
10: with Elliot prior to you ascending to the chair? Yeah? yeah, so once Elliot got here, we I mean we hit it off the first time we really met. He's one of those guys, he's an ego-free guy. He just wants to win football games, and that's what, that's what I live by as well. And um, he's been a great partner in this here, here? Absolutely, absolutely. From a team-wide perspective all the way down to the individual players, uh, our philosophy matches. We want to put good football players out there that are that are fast and smart and really play for one another. He sees it the same way. What role
9: is uh, Robin Glazer? What duties is she performing for you? She was in on at least some of the interviews, but. Yeah,
10: yeah, you know, honestly, like at, at this point in time, I just kind of want to focus on the coaches. Um, look, we'll have other opportunities to really talk about some of the things and some of the roles as it starts to really set into place. But right now, I'm focused on the coordinators and I think we should focus on the coordinators and the assistant coaches.
8: When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx and with picture proof of delivery. Everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. for presidential delivery only
9: and now great moments in history so i love college
3: football he has no interest in it until february but it's so much this weekend especially is going to be great you know alabama tennessee there's probably at least one future patriot playing in that game um so that would probably be it okay (laughs) because he's patting himself on the back so much i'm gonna just say this the reason why I don't get into college football in the fall is because I have what's called a girlfriend,
7: and oh, on six oh, days a week no, I, like have, that, to, oh, I shots
3: have to shoot football. Shots and fired. And on Saturday, I spend it with Jess.
7: So there you go. Wow.
3: I'm going to truly enjoy my Saturday this week. And I thought you
9: said we weren't doing we weren't doing personal. <laughs> wow. That's another great moment from.
0: Ooh, a little catch-22 crime. Uh, there, player on player crime. up. Uh, did you know Patriots on filters brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism? Great memories are made in Massachusetts no matter how you choose to make them, indoors or outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solo or family style. Whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. All right, we're back the last hour here on our Thursday show and don't worry for all the people that are emailing me saying I gotta read emails don't worry I did an amazing job on the emails on Tuesday and I plan on doing really? an amazing job Deuce really? is playing hurt by the way I, I <laughs> know I can't even talk and I, it's annoying really patting
3: on himself on the back no, about the emails no too.
0: well some, some, some person wrote in and was like really kind of critical of my email reading both how I read them and how I jumped right into a response. So, I'm not a
3: big email. Like I, like on Catch-22, I, I forget too. It's, it's You like forget
0: hard. and then you like, oh, I should read one and then you start into it and you're like, and then you do what Fred does. You're like, what, what,
2: what, what, what is he
6: talking about? we should house? not forget <laughs> it. Yeah. We should have listeners slack us that option. I Just also, slack it.
3: I, I say this with like all the love in my heart, but like we have to have a, like a character limit. Like don't email. I'm on the air like hosting a podcast. I can't read your like 500 word out, yeah. off-season you know, outline. You know, like, well, first know,
0: sign this guy. Yeah,
7: then,
3: like, it's this right, is right, like,
4: like another version of like mailbag in a sense. But like yeah. speaking to, we're going to have a little mini content meeting here. We could answer some of these like off air, you know?
3: We just, you let's just know. be a yeah. more efficient. They could be, a ma- they could
4: be like mailbag questions. Yeah,
3: I think we've we've floated that out there before yeah. as maybe supplementing Leftover them. ones. Yeah. yeah. They're good ones.
0: Yeah. Sure. Sure, people got questions. But let's jump into those emails right now. First, just uh, Jack and Armour giving... NPR, a shout out. He listens to NPR every morning and every uh, Saturday. It's a great source of news and take culture. An app Try it. You'll like it. He <laughs> uh, used to have good music out in L.A. Uh, on the NPR station. Um, oh gosh, I forget what it was called, but it was in the morning. It's, like, it's always like 88.9 or something, but they're really good music What's like the out big there. station
3: out there? I forget. Oh, uh, K-Rock? Yeah, maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big Boy, Big Boy in the Morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I was that was your, That's more yours. speed. Yeah,
3: I, well, because I, he, uh, in Entourage, he goes on Big Boy in yes. the
7: Morning, uh-huh. so uh-huh. I, I yeah, you know.
0: What a show. Uh, Chris from Virginia writes in, I think I'm scared to use the number three pick on a QB. Me too. Uh, it's because I had Fields and Mac number two and three in 21, and mm-hmm. I was happy with either, and now my feeling is I'd be happy with <laughs> May or Penix. <laughs> my mm-hmm. question is, would you rather take May or a lower tier wide receiver OT in the second or Penix in the second and a higher tier wide receiver OT at three. Uh, the one move in free agency I'd like to see them make is re-sign Gilmore. I think he has something left in the tank, would be a great mentor to Gonzo, and I feel like that would be beneficial. I'm with you, Chris. I like that, I like that, um, that idea of you know, using Gilmore as the third corner, bringing him back, You know, rotating with Jonathan Jones. I think that I, I'd be all for that. Sign me up. Um, but what do you guys think about you know? Bal- I mean, it's, it's, it's what we're kicking around in our heads right now. How do yeah. you balance the needs? I, the, I, yeah.
4: I feel like if you were going to try to get someone like Penix and what do you say, second round? Yeah. I would. You have to make sure you have some protection for him because, you know, as Evan, multiple people have brought up multiple times, like that's a guy who's suffered multiple injuries and you don't want him running for his life every single play. And so to get the most productive Michael Penix, you're going to need to get him some protection. And I don't know if we have chicken or the egg, right? Yeah, I don't (laughs) know if we have all the resources to to do that right now.
3: Penix is the type of guy, too, that I. It all depends on what happens next week. Like I said Michael Pennings next week is the best, biggest week of his life. Like whatever uh, those doctors tell the teams about, he comes it, out he's throwing yeah. righty all of a sudden. Uh, and you're uh, like <laughs> first overall. So oh, it's like Rocky. He switched, you know, he's like you know, Rocky. Just, you learn about southpaw. He can't be a southpaw anymore. <laughs> uh, no, I I think you know that's the biggest week of his life, and I mean that in all sincerity. Like what those doctors tell the teams about his knee and his shoulder is yeah. like literally his whole life, and I have a feeling that the NFL, the league is going to hurt, you know, knock Penix a lot for the injuries and... I think there's a chance that maybe he's like a third or fourth round pick, like a surprise guy that ends up falling pretty significantly because the league, it's such a big risk for a front office to take uh, in a, a high draft pick on a player that has four season ending injuries on his, on his resume. It's we can sit here and say, Oh, just do it. Like it's easy mm-hmm. for us to say, but when it's your job, that's on the line and you're the one that's actually making the pick, it's a lot harder.
4: So would you, if he does end up falling late and you know, would you end up taking two quarterbacks in this draft like if he was still there like late like fifth round like and you already got your person mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like mm, i mean do like i take a, another
6: kirk one? cousins rg3 style yeah. i mean
3: i sure. I, I have to, I have floated joe around Mil- the idea of, of taking two quarterbacks in this draft i mean i i don't think it will be able to be Penix, but like yeah a guy like joe milton or the you know, opposite direction a guy like michael pratt like uh, whether it's like the safe pick or it's like the high high ceiling pick uh, whichever one it, you know you don't take in the first round. If you take Jaden Daniels in the first round, then maybe you you know RG three, Kirk Cousins. Like maybe you take a guy like yeah. Spencer Rattler or Michael Pratt or something like that, who's a little bit more of a traditional player at the position. You know, I I wouldn't hate that. Idea. What
6: about uh, so I'm kind of in on Marvin Harrison because I think elite receivers get it done. Look at Hopkins and even Mike Evans before Brady. Like Jamar if, Chase. Like if you're that good, you get it done. What about Trey Lance? I thought no. What? He's no. done.
0: He's no. played like yeah. no football in the last five years.
4: I think even it, going
3: back to college, yeah. he's played no football. I, I think like, that's
4: too much of a project. Like, I think that's a full like. There's already like a huge like rebuild happening here. Like that's another rebuild in itself. I mean, so. I wouldn't
0: kick any quarterback out of bed except for maybe Mac right now.
6: <laughs> 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 oh no, I just feel like if you potentially with, uh, I think Marvin Harrison. I'm a sure I'm thing, with so. you in that
5: sense of like he's the generational talent whatever like go with the sure thing but i i don't know if i would then draft or bring in a guy like that Trillions, i would try to yeah. bring in like uh, a proven uh, vet to yeah. be the bridge no i agree
6: but it's just it's just one of those things like if like yeah. when have we ever had a receiver yeah. like that you just get it and then if if we stink okay we, we have well, a top pick next i think year. just
0: my question would be and this maybe a question for ellie wolf would just be like how do you stack your board do you not put wide receivers at third on the board because you just can't that's that doesn't work that way you can't take a receiver that high is he you know is he not the number three guy on your board is there um I can't get over Neighbors. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, there's a big part of me, and, you know, granted, I you know, I jump into this stuff in the offseason, but from what I've seen of these two guys, like, I don't think it's crazy to think that Malik Neighbors will be a more productive all-around wide receiver than Marvin Harrison will.
3: Well, they're just very different players. Like, and I also would say that a lot of people think that Roma Dunze it might end up being the most productive yeah. guy out of all of these guys just because of his consistency and stuff. So, all three of those guys are in the same tier to me. I, I... I think generational, you know, Paul actually talked you know, talked me off this uh, with Harrison. We probably throw generational around a little bit too much. Like, mm-hmm. is Marvin Harrison Jr., Jamar Chase was four drafts ago. And I would say that he had just as much hype about him coming out as, as Marvin Harrison Jr. did. So is four years apart a generational gap? Pro- probably not start talking about generational we're talking about once a decade once a, you know every 15 20 years maybe even i i just i think he's a great prospect but deuce i i kind of agree with you i guess i think neighbors in a are in the same neighborhood i don't think that those guys are are completely different tiers or different levels uh they all have different skills obviously but um you know neighbors is the type of guy that you are going to have to worry about his speed every single time he steps on the field. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Tyreek Hill. Like, you're going to ha- have to account for his ability to take the top off every single play. Yeah. And that's extremely valuable, you know, in terms of how teams tell coverage and things like that.
0: Uh, just real quick, we did get um, a little bit of news um, notifying us that Elliot Wolf is, in fact, confirmed for 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Uh, he will speak at the podium from the Combine in Indianapolis. That'll be the first round of interviews there. Uh, no Gerard Mayo on the schedule as of yet. So, um, but we'll take Elliot Wolf because we've never actually even seen a Patriots GM or coach speak at the combine. So Elliot uh, Wolf will take the combine stage there. Uh, let's jump back to the phone. So real quick, go up to Vancouver. Hey, Sean, what's going on?
8: Hey, everybody, good to speak with you. I hope you're all well. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, Mike, I hope you get better. I I'm fine. I just voice. it just
0: sounds. Like, I feel fine. I don't know. It's just weird. okay. I don't know. Good.
8: I appreciate it, though. Good. I I just wanted could give my thoughts about the dynasty doc and you know i'm, yeah. I'm gonna give stars uh, as well to like the new interviews with those players are great and the revelation about drew in the pocket from ernie was was cool because i didn't know that and some of the old clips i haven't seen before but but some of the wishes and i think paul mentioned this is um i i, I wish they, they would have kept the truth about the rams loss, like how close it was and, and it actually gave yeah. us confidence fans and i think as the team and then uh also the full story from Belichick with the Browns because you know they did actually make the playoffs and come to New England. They 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 did build a team and it was pretty good. And then they were kind of destroyed in '95 when they announced they were moving. So that's a little different than the way they portrayed the Browns. And the most important thing that I I hope maybe I'll mention later, but I really think they missed out was Dick Raybon because mm-hmm. he had a huge impact on on Brady and yeah um was a big loss I, I think they even had patches uh in 2001 for him when
0: yeah when yeah,
8: yeah. Now, the the other thing I, ahead, I want to talk about was um i'm really happy that patriots have filled their coaching positions with uh, a big staff that have specific roles because you know in terms of the philosophy of do your job is the whole thing is like focus don't freelance like do what you're supposed to do and and with, when it comes to coaches if you have a small staff you're forced to multitask and that that means losing focus and i think that <clears throat> might pass down to the players in that sense as well so it, yeah. it's good that everyone is is going to be able to uh to focus on what they need to do and hopefully uh um, get things straight and, and we'll uh, have a better uh, clear
3: season yeah all right that's all thanks sean appreciate it they will never tell the story of the cleveland browns and bill belichick the right way like yeah. it did They'll never do. Every single time they tell the story about Bill and the Browns, how awful it was and how much of an a-hole he was, and how it all blew up. And all, like, you know, Sean, Sean's right. They, they were they. did they win Super Bowls? No, but they they had a little bit of success, and uh, they just didn't really have a quarterback because you know yeah. they sort
0: of talked about that, I guess. But Cleveland '95, that doc. They, I mean, that that shines as much light, positive light on it as uh, as you can imagine. And I mean, I think it was '93 or '94 that. That he they they basically were Super Bowl you know in the beginning of the year doesn't mean anything but you know Sports Illustrated makes Super Bowl like they were getting picks on that based on how they had kind of you know progressed but I think you're right I mean it's it's one of the great debates I know Paul Paul uh, loves getting into it on, on you know Cleveland and the Ravens and you know Belichick's impact and how much credit he gets and all that kind of stuff but um, but but I, I agree with Sean and I think uh, about the doc you know the, the, there's plenty of stuff that they have left out I mean I've only seen four episodes so two more will release tonight I believe about. What is it? Nine nine o'clock, I think. um, Eastern time is when they've been dropping, or at least to drop the other two last week. So be sure to watch that tonight. You can then watch our Dynasty recap podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the show name. (laughs)
6: So I want to talk about the Dynasty doc real quick, which is, as I mentioned, these these stories have been told so many times. So it's like, you know, the the man in the arena with Tom, like didn't they mention how close the Rams game was? Like, I think that's why this bounces around because you can only retell a story so many times. And so I think they're getting into stuff that we haven't heard like Spygate Hernandez, all this stuff. So, yeah. well, I
0: just, I mean, you'll see it tonight, everybody. I mean, like Super Bowl 38, 39, 21 game win streak. Yeah. We'll just, yeah. Go, go to three games of glory. <laughs> for like three minutes like three <laughs> minutes of like, yeah. And then they be, then they won a bunch of games and they dominate the NFL. Like, I don't know. That was, you know, uh, disappointing to me. There'll be other things that, that people will be disappointed with. Um, Spygate, you know, we, we'll, we'll get to jump back into that. Um,
3: yeah, the Dick Rabine thing is interesting, yep. too. I, I I think that in some respects, no offense to Dick Rabine, but like, I think Bill and Mr. Kraft and Tom Brady are trying to kind of take credit for this whole thing, <laughs> as they probably should. Yeah. And I, I, as much as I agree that he probably deserved mention, uh, for people that don't know, Dick Rabine was the quarterback's coach at the time for the Patriots. And, uh, you know, the story goes that he was – banging the table for Tom Brady in the in the draft meetings. Like, that, uh, he had saw something from Brady at Michigan, and he was, like, his biggest fan in the building before the draft. And so a lot of people say that the reason why they even had him on the board to begin with was because of Dick Rabine. So uh, I agree he, his name deserved mention, but I think that this doc is really – Trying to give the
0: pillars the credit,
3: you know. Yeah, even, it's, it's so. telling
0: the story from a different perspective. And, I mean, I you know, I just – you kind of – I assumed, like, oh, this is going to be for Patriots fans. And it's not. It's for Joe Average fan who didn't really know. And, you know, the, the – The random
6: the, person who turns on Apple TV. Yeah, well, the
0: <laughs> fans like, you know, like us who want to see, you know, a 21-game winning streak that, you know, still stands, uh, you know, back-to-back. I mean, until the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, they were the last team to do that. You know, there was just a lot of things that were special about those teams, and I just I felt like they kind of won the first championship, and then they were like, "All right, let's fast forward now to when things get gritty and you know get mm-hmm. controversial and you know that I, that's those that the the first like a were so yeah. were
3: yeah. so good, like for younger Patriots fans like myself that I I remember. Bits and pieces of the 2001 season, but I was eight, nine years old. There's no way I was going to remember it like I would remember, you know, last season for the, you know, uh, for the Patriots. So somebody like you do said, you know, live through it a little bit more. That's yeah. probably old news to you. It's like stuff you've already known. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I, I think I I did learn some things. And I think what's a little bit disappointing to Sean's point is that, you listen to people like Paul, you listen to people like Felger that were there and they're saying that they're not really telling you the story correctly. And that's disappointing because now that's going to be my knowledge of It's going to be based off of all of these documentaries and stuff like that because I was so young when it happened.
0: Yeah. That's, I think I just was disappointed to see press conference bill. And I think, you know, that's really what would have made this to me be a, a lot, you know, just next level. But I mean, we can, you know, speculate on what, what his state of mind was in, in participating in this, but it's just you know you want to see storyteller story Bill. You want to see you know you want to hear the little behind the scenes things. You that want we Army don't Navy Bill. No, you want Army <laughs> Navy Bill. You want Dante Scarnecchia yelling at an offensive lineman Bill. Um, so I think that's what we're all kind of waiting for. Like I, you know, the dynasty will be what it is, but I I, I still think that I, I at least know I'm very hopeful that someday we'll get a book out of Bill Belichick that will be just his his on uncensored opinion on on everything. And from his point of view, how it went the way it went. Um, That's why I wonder, and I know that some of the the people,
3: not to be ageist, but are getting older, and and maybe that's part of it, but I wonder if they did it too soon yeah you know maybe if we did this two or three years from now when little all all this kind of with bill cools down a little cools down the temperature. they taped it when he was <laughs> was still the head coach of the patriots at the time uh but it was clearly going the other direction and i, I he he didn't want to play ball like he just no. he didn't want to be a part of it i don't think and so maybe three years from now or whatever uh, he would have been able to look at it a little bit differently
0: Got an email here from Dan uh, in VA and Michigan. Um, got a little comment on like our seating arrangement. I like it. Um, great to see the Young Guns team back again. Uh, I wonder if either Tamara or Evans should be sitting in Paul's chair. However, as Matisse is just too nice. It's throwing, <laughs> it's throwing things off, not having so much snark coming from that direction. Tamar and, Tamara and Evan might be the new Andy versus Paul with their interactions, so, although at times it also remembers <laughs> really? Andy sticking it to Eric. Well, to be fair,
6: <laughs> I usually sit in that seat the other times I'm on third, so... No, don't know. Know.
4: I like giving Evan crap. It's like my favorite thing to do. Oh, oh it's fun. But you, it's so good. But, like, so you give
3: great. me crap about not football stuff. You give me crap about things that I say that are supposed to not be for air. But, but
4: you should know better <laughs> as a reporter that everything we had is a, fair game. It's, it, we if had you don't an, say off the record, it's fair had, game.
3: We had an off the record meet and greet, and I've done very well, I feel like, for these four hours of not saying anything I shouldn't say. Oh, you're bursting so, inside. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you, you know, just same courtesy you know we're off the record
7: no (laughs) Mm -mm. Uh, yeah i know it was wishful thinking
0: (laughs) alex from mont holly writes in uh, she says i can only picture in my head how giddy evan was meeting all the coaches right now i picture him jumping like a little puppy begging to go outside and play (laughs) Um, but on a similar note given evan and 90 percent of the world are swifties what taylor swift song do you think was going through his head after he met with alex van Pelt?
4: oh mm-hmm. I don't, I don't is there a Taylor idea.
0: there was not a Taylor Swift song going through my head hmm. I, I don't know what's that
4: I feel like Alex would be the best person to what's identify th- a song what's
0: the thread song
4: invisible
3: string In- invisible string, uh, yeah, invisible string. Lavender B- haze. that's what
4: that I was one. gonna say because that's on <laughs> his list <laughs> <laughs> I just I lavender haze or lavender <laughs>
7: I
0: don't think
3: that that fits no
0: is there anything with like playbook or X's and O's in the title? Does that I be
7: Ma- your not yet? Game? But maybe
3: maybe uh, on her next album. Now that she's dating Travis Kelsey, there'll be some football oh references
6: god. and things like.
0: Right. That. No,
5: the, this next album is just gonna be a roast of her ex. Oh. I saw the track names. Really? Oh yeah, I saw the track names. I want an all oh. Taylor
0: Swift all football album where it's just her writing when they break all up songs about football. Like
3: Andy <laughs> Reid's in the yeah. music video. Oh man.
7: Oh, man. oh my god. Like
0: tight ends, you gave me the wrong ends. Like you know, like you can. She, she breaks up with Kelsey. There'll be some. There'll be some good art there. I can feel it.
3: I, I yesterday w- was was my w- was a highlight of of my life. I'm not gonna you know, I, and I think the and biggest hopefully just the start. The, ho- the biggest thing is just. I just want to talk football with these guys and it's not to go and report it and like break news or something like that. I just want, you know, I ask them questions so that they can teach me football. Like that's literally it. You know, obviously these guys are encyclopedias when it comes to this stuff. So it's, you know, what do you look for in this? What do you look for in that? What are your stances on these things? Like those things are, are, I find fascinating. I do.
0: Uh, Anthony writes in says, love is blind is horrible. And did Alex? How say, dare you?
7: Yeah,
0: reality TV used to be real. Breaking news to her, Deuce. If I could really do any reality show, it would be have to be Survivor. Uh, it would be the most fun, and I have an actual chance to win. The real question is, how long would you make it on Alone? Great question. I love Alone. You guys ever watch Alone? No. It's,
5: but for the record, I didn't say when reality uh, TV was real. I know it's never real. <laughs> I said when it was good. Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, like season one, Jersey yeah, Shore. Yeah, back when
5: reality TV was reality TV, it was like fun and I don't know.
0: Alone is legit. I mean, Alone is like they just take twelve people, you go up into like Alaska, you go to separate camps, and you just see how long you can stay on your like own, naked
5: and afraid. Like, type. Yeah, we'll
0: only have clothes because it's usually subarctic temperatures. I want to do Wipeout, sure. the one with the the bouncing. Oh, that feels the unfair. There's no way to win it. I feel like they're What's just the one setting one you Danny up to Amendola get whacked. Just went on. Oh, yeah, that was like training, like a uh, military training kind of show. Yeah, uh, the CBS show, I was called. It was intense. I do Survivor, though. I, I mean, I love Survivor. I think I do okay on Survivor, you know, because the people who stink at it, like, have no filter, and, like, they just say, you're going to get mm-hmm. kicked off. Stop going around giving everybody crap. My
3: but, uh, friend growing up, his mom went, was on Survivor, oh. and she, like, went really far and is now a Survivor celebrity. Oh, right. You know, wow. One of those people that does, like, podcasts and stuff like that about the show.
0: How many, you know anybody who's like obsessed with Survivor and they've seen like every season and like they know every single contestant? I, I've watched yeah. seasons, but like there are certain people that just love that show. And they're like, you remember from this guy from the Cohen from season my, seven? Like, one of my
5: best what? friends and her mom used to watch it all the time. They loved it. I loved it.
0: I watched the first one. Shout out one. to the Doherty's. <laughs> it was good. Uh, oh, all right. So Edwin writes in and says, hey, y'all, first off, Evan's hair looks excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Damn, <laughs> Alex's Evan. hair. Also fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) GA (laughs) Barbershop. Oh, there he goes. He just got a plug. John Arrigo Salon. Is there any word or plans to maybe change up the uniforms a bit now or even change them all together with this whole new revamp of the team? Really don't love these current ones and just want maybe a few more than just a couple combinations for game day. Preach. How how long do we have to wait? I think another – is it? One more year? year? I don't
6: know.
3: I think it's it's in the works, I think, because they have a – I think it's one more year. I don't know. I Th- there's think?
6: A time Those frame conversations
5: that are probably in the works with Nike, but it's just yeah. It's, I mean, it varies. I it, don't varies, varies it varies real, on teams. It varies
6: on teams because the Rams. Remember, they had the mishmash jerseys. Then we played yeah. them in the Super Bowl, and for some reason, they were allowed to wear the throwback. So I don't know. Yeah. I think if you really want to make it happen, it can just happen. So <laughs> the Jets are be,
0: changing theirs already. Like they just changed yeah. theirs like two years ago, and they're we're already. We're due. This them. is this
6: is this is awful.
0: I just think it's it's sad that the dynasty uniforms are gone. Like just a, there's how many teams that won multiple Super Bowls have different. Different uniforms and now than they did when they won the, the Super Bowl. The thing Bowls. is, is though, won, I, I
6: get why they did it, but it's just Do you gotta you? bring it back.
0: And the pants yeah. don't
6: really truly it match. Was Tom Tom choice. left like it was... It was it Felt like it was time. It was time, but I think maybe in hindsight, this is time. So. Honestly... <laughs> it was a little haphazard.
3: I, I say this, I know I'm, I'm supposed to be a company man, but the blueberries are, the blueberries. B- are absolutely brutal. Yep. Like, that is an yep, awful... But did you I see th- th- what they were did, trying did you to think do about? Do did, you think about do did you think that when it was a color rush? Did you think comeback? they were fine. awful when
6: it was, it was color rush? No, exactly, a color rush. And I agree. So they used to be good, but it can't be your everyday. So the
3: only thing that saves it are the gray pants. Like, if you're going to wear blue the gray pants but that's more like it's basically the, the dynasty look it's just an updated the, the,
6: the white jerseys it looks like we're a team that didn't get an nfl brand license in a movie <laughs> and we were just given like a template and this is the right, jersey right so it's time i'm with the car we need we need something i say bring back the royal blues
0: but blues? that's not that I... <sighs> no but but there's got to be a happy medium of somewhere in there i don't know
6: just, just I, go to nike and be like do your thing
0: I, well nike... they did that last time and they stunk it i don't so, think somebody like, they didn't say it well though. i gotta say though i even <laughs> remember most of you guys weren't even born at this time, but in 2000, when the when the they came up with these, I was instantly. We like, were born, dudes. We were. These born. are awesome. You know, like they instantly resonated with me. They in were in a number looking. of different ways, yeah, and they, like
3: it's not they're I not overly complex jerseys. The Brady era jerseys, they're just a classic
0: yeah. football jersey. I don't know. I I've wouldn't you feel different though if they came out like just all of a sudden this team comes out in those uniforms but, like, like the Mighty Ducks, oh, the Mighty Ducks, and
5: they were two. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Who's playing quarterback? <laughs> the ones we have now just don't seem that legit. Like you, that yeah. it's like, look there good, could be feel a good. High team playing in those. I uniforms agree
3: with like, yeah, good, it looks good. like you didn't get the licensing deal in a movie, and you had to wear these jerseys because of that.
0: Yeah. This one just starts out, my beef with Evan. I'm not sure even where it's going to go. I'm just going to jump this. in and read this one. but it's <laughs> from Bart. on a It's here. from Barton, Poland. Um, okay. The discussion around the third pick wouldn't be there if we lost one of the two games we won at the end of the season. And, of course, I know the players won't intentionally tank, and I don't fault them for winning, but I absolutely hate the fact that a lot of the media, including Evan, told uh. us to enjoy those victories. And what now? I hope that you've enjoyed that win for the for that built the winning culture for a team that will be completely different next year. Now we're stuck with a question: if we are coping, if we want to take the QB that is left at number three, or is he just a consolation prize? Uh,
3: move on with your life. My, <laughs> this was my, like a this was a like four months ago argument. He's still no, mad about that Broncos I, game. Yeah, huh? I, I, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Ruined my I'm, Christmas. I'm just <laughs> mad that like I know I
6: know it's. I, know so it's strength, I didn't
0: even have a good Tamara's birthday. Yeah.
6: I know it's strength <laughs> the schedule. How are the Commanders ahead of us? It, it makes no sense. Like I I, it just doesn't. They beat us. Right. I make love sense.
5: that Evans I, getting international. I I would I just
3: I I would just say that I I put Drake May and Jaden Daniels in the same tier so at the end of the day you're going to get one of those two guys most likely if you're going to take a quarterback so it's not really going to make a difference and the odds of one being better than the other are probably a coin flip anyway so who knows i you know you you could go through the drafts and everybody ranked them one way and then it, it turned out a different way. Commanders so. got it
6: wrong with Forbes. They can do it again.
3: Yeah, I mean, last year, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Do you think the Panthers wish that they took CJ Stroud? Probably. Probably. So. I, uh,
6: I think that's just a disaster there. Yeah,
3: I, w- Honestly, I, I think, don't they think they wish they took CJ Stroud. i will share that, too. Mm-hmm. Didn't Frank Reich say that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Jason's been holding for a while. Let's uh, pop back over here to the phones with Jason and Chiba. Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? Corks, corks, hey,
9: stokers, I'm. Uh, it's just a hard uh, morning Sorry. hard uh, second shifter. So, but I got uh, called out by Todd. uh oh, oh, right. <laughs>
6: Uh-oh. Caller on
9: caller.
0: Crime. And, Do you uh,
7: care to respond?
9: It's weird. You know, I know who Todd is. Uh, I've been listening and calling in since 2007, so uh-huh. I don't know where he's been this whole time. But hey, listen. I'm just here to defend the world from poor analogies. There you go. Quarterback is my race car driver. Quarterback isn't the only one moving the team. Again, eleven people on the field. Break it down a little bit. It's nine point one one whatever percent of uh, total success.
3: No, it's
8: you not. need to have. It's, that's all not. That's of, not how uh, it works,
3: my friend. It, you're telling me that the guard has as much say of how the team's success than the quarterback.
9: I know that you can't play down on eleven and be successful.
3: Well, so how much? Yeah, if you literally don't have somebody on the field, like gonna what they're going to the play, ta- play, they're going to play, they're going to play with ten guys on the field. Like that's the argument. They're all, they're gonna I mean, guys going guys to put
9: eleven guys out need there. Successful uh, play out of. All of the positions in order to be successful, okay. all of them. I'm just. The I'm so just you telling you that I watch like Tom
3: Ashworth and go out there out for the and Patriots and get more winning and they,
9: plays out of them. Then you uh, should upgrade the quarterback if your changes uh, are going to upgrade another position where you're more likely to get more winning plays out of that other position. Then that's what you have to do. I mean, I agree that we should be fo- focused on the quarterback because we don't really have one, but I. I have seen over and over and over again, and I was kind of hoping Paul would be around to yell at me because <laughs> um, obviously I'll he doesn't place. feel this way as the former quarterback, just sort of defending himself. Yeah, but if you want to pick up for Paul, that's fine. <laughs> I just think yeah. we overvalue the quarterback in general, as though that's the that's the only thing that makes an offense go. Yeah, and
7: it's
3: it's obviously not the, the only on the
9: thing. They're just being completely ignored.
3: Yeah. It's not obviously not the only Thanks, Jason. thing Appreciate but to say that game. every single position is equal to uh, to the impact of winning and losing is crazy. I mean, yeah. ooh, ooh. it just I, I that's the only pushback is just that if you think that, you know, the guard and in the running back and all these positions have as much of a say in who the outcome of the game as the quarterback, it's not dividing a 100% by 11. Yeah. It's it's just not. Yeah. Like that's just the reality.
4: And and I feel like in looking especially at like the Super Bowl and to everyone's point, it's like Brock Brock Purdy he played well like he didn't do anything to make his team lose, but he also didn't do anything outstanding to make his team win. And that's when like a really great quarterback in that situation where their defense was playing lights out, if they would have had if they would have had a Mahomes on their side, they probably could have won the game.
0: I mean, how many times Tom Brady end of a Super Bowl? I mean, what you know, he 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 was the reason you won. I mean, yeah. sometimes the defense was the reason you won. Sometimes, but defense was more the reason you lost because they gave up those last drives. And you know, a lot of the times Tom bowed out. But I just think if you the goal is to win Super Bowls, you need that guy at the you end of the game guy. who can make yeah. those plays. And yeah, that's I mean, if this regime find.
3: doesn't find a quarterback that can that can win them football games, mm-hmm. they're all going to be out of a job in two years. Like that's just the reality of life in the NFL for anybody. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, Jack writes in, free agency splash signing subject line, uh, I hope so. Wow. With how much uncertainty there seems to be for the future and players we have here, big, big free agency signing where we actually spend money on talent, seems like it would make us fans feel some sort of excitement and like things are going to change for the better around here. Do you guys think we'll make a move like that? Or are we going to go be going the route of being sold on the Green Gillette Lighthouse <laughs> experience instead of talented players? <laughs> or not the Red that Sox. was unnecessary! Um, hey, I,
3: I, that was a Red Sox shot,
0: I think. I, yeah, well... Either way, <laughs> I, th- I hope so. I mean, we talked about it on Tuesday that there's a real chance to make a splash on defense, and I know that they need it on offense, and, and that could happen too, but I think given how the market is, then, you know, they could they could kind of get an edge guy, or, you know, they could get an impact defensive player without having to really upset the apple cart, um, you know, but I think we're all on the same page with, like, trying to get Barmore locked up, and, you know, maybe Duggar gets locked up, and then, all right, we're starting to build a core here for this team to, con- you know, really to build around and on, and that's, Frankly, what they haven't had, you know.
3: Yeah, there's no excuse not to spend in free agency. I mean, they have the cap space. I mean, you gotta
0: spend a minimum, yeah, anyway, yeah, right? You gotta mm-hmm.
3: spend money. um I i just, I hope it, you don't have to spend money just to spend money, though. And I think that's where we're coming from with the defensive signings. If the best players on the board are all defensive players, then don't go pay overpay a receiver just because he's a receiver. You know, go where the talent goes and sign those types of players. I think. Yeah, you know, there's a million fits on the defensive side of the ball. I think there's a lot less guys that are intriguing on the offensive side of the ball, and that stinks to an extent because his offense is the area that they need the most. But I, I don't just go chasing talent. You yeah. know, big positions. You know, you got to chase the talent.
0: This email's a little bit uh, feeds into that uh, from the other Jack and 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 Abba. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Pats have two running backs under contract for next year. That's correct. Ramonda Stevenson coming off an injury and Jim Michael Hasty. Uh, who would you like t- them to add is in it free Kevin agency? Isn't Kevin Harris under contract? Uh, he... That's
3: okay. Sorry. I, I didn't think to... so. I mean, he should
0: yeah. be. He's probably one of those, like, RFAs or something. You know, they have to, like, tender him maybe. Can't I don't know. It. He's been up and down from the practice squad. That usually yeah. kind of complicates things. Um, any of the big-name guys, I like Josh Jacobs because he's only 26. Uh, but realistically, that probably isn't a position worth worthy of high-end talent. I mean, is this – could this be the year to make a case to sign a veteran running back? And I know we're all kind of, like – I mean, at least Paul and I are, you know, just you draft them, you use them for four years and you flop them over and you draft someone new at the running back position. But I mean, you know, not a lot of like high end talent in the draft class. At least I was looking at those guys yeah. today, but there are a lot of like good, tough, you know, running backs that seem like they could come in and be part of a platoon Um but do you, do you, I, mean, like, I kind of like just
4: want to keep Zeke.
0: It's like some superstars on the list, you know, that are like – I mean, Josh I, Jacobs is 26. I'd
6: love to keep Zeke. That's I, what Evan said uh, the other day. Like, some of these guys are just going to be around cause, and then they're just going to have to have a reality check, which is what happened with Saquon and Josh Jacobs yeah. this year. So yeah. there's a chance you could maybe upgrade
4: uh, Zeke. Yeah, I kind of – well, I don't know if I would call like a call Saquon an upgrade, upgrade for Zeke just because of his injury issues. Like, how much is he actually going to be available? The name is great, and I think – First, got into the league, Saquon is great, but is Saquon still able to do that every single game this year? Well, True. that was
5: the question around Zeke, too. When he came here, it was like he came he here great. to build himself back up and then get paid. So, yeah. just at his point, does he, he want to get that?
6: paid or win
0: a ring? So, because. well, I mean, I wonder, too, <laughs> yeah. how if he would have been more effective down the stretch if you had had a viable platoon for him and not, yeah. all kind of on him, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't seem like those days are, are still around yeah. for him, but um the the it, for what it's worth the advanced
3: metrics are not friendly to zeke yeah. last year i mean he's one of the probably the least efficient running backs in terms of like breaking tackles and things like that i i just look at this running back <laughs> free agent class and i i wonder if it, the position is going to get so undervalued by the league right. that all of a sudden you can get derrick henry for six million bucks <laughs> and <laughs> right. it's like well why yeah. why wouldn't yeah. you at that point probably. uh i mean uh, i i I would more steer towards let's get a lightning to Ramondre's thunder. So like a Tony Pollard or Austin Eckler, but like, you know, whoever it ends up being, I I also just think that you can only have take so many needs to the draft. You can't, you can't wait for the draft for everything. So if you can fill some of these holes in free agency uh, and I look at running back and tight end as two positions that you might be able to get some quality players in this free agent class at we when we do our mock drafts the fact that you have to take a tight end and a running back at some point is kind of a it kind of bogs you down a little no. bit you're like oh crap like i i guess I, I, i'll take this fifth round tight end right exactly it's like i have to no. throw in a tight end at, at random time in this draft right now or uh you know draft a jatavian Sanders in the second round and yeah. it's like is that really the best thing for the team uh so I, I i wouldn't be totally opposed to to signing a running back obviously i'm not paying any running back significant money guaranteed. But if in the market, years, like you said, if right. the
0: market kind of dictates, you know, your supply and demand and nobody if wants you these can, guys anymore, yeah, they're mean, like, we'll it, just draft somebody. If you can and-
3: get uh, one of these those big names that we just mentioned on a discount, I, I think yeah. I would probably do it.
0: A little love for Tamara here from Alex and Raleigh. Uh, she just wanted to shout out Tamara for her emotional support cup, representing those <laughs> of us who have water <laughs> attached at the hip. Is there water <laughs> in there? Yes, in our there's line?
4: water so, in here. Boots, it's
0: excessive it? how much...
3: You girls drink water. It's very pink. No, I'm it's just going to tell do you. You need you. to drink um, water. Excuse me, Jess. It's, ex- right. it's the same way. She oh, walks her, let me know how you're okay. doing, Evan. That Evan bottle. Let, here we go. let me know. She walks how how your around liver to is bottle. doing in 20 Evan. years? And, and she's just, she goes to the bathroom like 10 she, times
4: a day. Okay, like exactly. How do you exist, Evan? <laughs> do you <laughs> know you, how
5: important being hydrated is?
4: Don't Don't, don't, Evan. It's good for your health. It's good for your skin. It's good for your hair. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> you have to get it together.
5: I, I'm just this is just so. Just want saying. your
4: liver to function properly when Wait, you're in your 50s. Can you just real no. quick
0: spout out your Starbucks order?
3: Uh Usually, <laughs> I'm. I'm, a, I'm uh, no, no, no. He
4: can't because uh, it's not Duncan. No. no yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, Duncan. But I was trying
0: to make fun of Starbucks. No. So no. Know, no. Know I but you, I. You
4: need to drink more water.
0: Yeah, you should. I'll be fine. Less soda, yeah. more for water. Now, it's until good. it
4: catches up with you.
0: I will say, can I make up for it? I had a, um, I had a cold brew at Dunkin' this morning with the sweet cream foam, and it was wonderful. Oh, I had nice. that this morning yeah. too. Well done. Just, just gives well you the done. kick that you need, and it's not like that Starbucks crap that's way too much Wait, caffeine. Wait, the order though. We can't let him off the <laughs> hook. <home. laughs> nope. No, no. Right. I've mm-hmm. already gotten in trouble. How for many reason. pumps are in it?
3: <laughs> I had a. I was, it's a girl w- drink. During a catch twenty two, I had like my Starbucks cup here, and I've already heard from Kenny about how you Duncan right like, okay
0: sorry <laughs> you're lucky we're Pepsi too there you go oh yeah uh, James Skipper's got a Patriots question um, Dan Skipper what Uh oh all right Love the show, guys, but Catch-22 might be beating you guys now only because I could listen to Evan curse at Barth all day. It's <laughs> incredible. The <laughs>
4: lover's quarrel. <coral. laughs> so true. And listening to Evan and Barth, like, banter, oh, it, it's incredible. It's magic. Ten out of ten. It's magic. When
0: Evan started working here, it was like, we got to figure out a way to, to just keep these two together. I mean, like, honestly, We've you just could probably been go back to, like, so 2012, maybe, where it's like, we got Mike DeSalt from Pat's Propaganda here joining Evan and, yeah. and you know, like, we used to do that we kind just of stuff. We
3: have been doing it for yeah. so long that we just know how to push each other's buttons and we know what's going to get like a rise out of each other. So you're Paul, at like a Paul sibling Paul level Indy. too where you can oh, yeah. scream
5: at each other and then five minutes later be like, want to go to the oh, yeah,
3: like We argued about Kyle Shanahan per usual after the Super Bowl and like it got pretty, like, I was like I, I might have said a few swears uh, it like, got pretty heated and then after the show we were like, we, we good? Yeah, we're good. You know, we don't even like say like we're good, it just is like... Kyle oh, Shanahan's man. not breaking up um, that friendship. No, no. <laughs> that's, no. no. that's what's, what's okay, kind of funny too,
0: yeah. like Paul's mentioned it before that you know they'll have like certain shows that not that it's ever really gotten all that like intense, certainly between me and him. Like Fred and Paul, sometimes they get into a little sometimes. Bit. Fred and Paul, I get worried, but I, then you walk out that red door right there, and then it's just like, Oh, that was a good show, yeah, good times, fun yeah. times, like, yeah. you know, like you guys are crazy, but no, they're they're you know, and again, like it's like, What are you arguing about? I can't, like, if I could find an angle to get in on this, I would try, but they're just they're experts, that's what they do. Uh, Good question from Joe here. I think it's a good one. Uh, we understand that there are different avenues for the Patriots to take regarding the number three pick, but 34 is not talked about enough. With the receiver tackle being so deep in this draft, could you see them trading up to the mid to late first round? If so, what would a package look like?
3: I love that question because yeah. this is something I've been thinking about too. Obviously, you can't do what the Houston Texans did because you don't have a high enough pick to, to go uh, you know, that high up. But – A mini version of what the texans did i would absolutely be all for you know trade up from 34 to let's say 20 to 25 range and maybe you do get that last premium receiver or that last premium tackle at the end of the day the picks are only as good as the players they turn into so if you're going to sit there and you're going to watch the parade go by at receiver or at tackle because you're too far out of the of the show then go up and get it makes me
0: appreciate Matt Light because he was that's you know that's why they took Seymour in the first round and they took Matt Light at the top of the second and you know just looking at some of the tackles which you know we mentioned before you've seen mock drafts there's nine tackles in the first round but even as you get down into like eight nine like they're not surefire day one starters in that group so you know for Matt Light as you know in different class different year different everything but still to be able to get a starter with that pick it feels like that would make sense if you don't think you got a starter day one at that spot. Maybe you do bump up a little bit and, yeah. and just try to hit some of the the, the, the bigger needs when, with bigger. When talent. we do
3: the mock drafts, like at tackle, you know the top of the second round guys are like Jordan Morgan uh, from Arizona, who's got shorter arms, isn't doesn't have like that ideal tackle build. Uh, Patrick Paul from Houston, who's a, a freak, you know big yeah. athlete, but is really really raw and probably isn't like a day one starter. Like these are the guys that we're talking about. Uh, Fatanu from Washington who's also another like guard build really that's gonna could play tackle so maybe it is uh, or um, Mims from Georgia who basically has only started like eight games his entire collegiate career really really raw player
6: you see the video of him in high school by the way oh yeah like
3: he's a a freak (laughs) don't get me wrong but he started I think Eight, seven or eight games at Georgia over the last two years, and then he was hurt for a b- good portion of the year last year. So you're basically just going off traits. Like you're just, yeah. this guy's big and got good feet and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you're basically just going off trades So you're trading up ten picks so that maybe you do land at you know somebody that's a little bit more of a sure thing. I think makes a lot of sense. It's
0: so crazy. Like I, I, failing to think of a specific example, but I'm sure you can think of one. Like just going to the combine. And especially with like offensive linemen, and you see some of these guys walk in, whereas like you are just an absolute giant human being, and then it's like they're a total bust, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the guy's six seven, three hundred and twenty pounds, and bust, <laughs> yeah. bust. No, he's like out of the again. It's just it's it's crazy how not even when you have monumental size or, or you know any of these traits, like it does, it never guarantees. Anything, especially, especially
7: at, at
5: that the, size, it's like, how do you carry that on your frame? Right all now, I gotta go right. be like a regular right. person
0: in the world, is like six, seven, three hundred twenty yeah. pounds. I mean, Standing I, next yeah. to a
4: guy like you know, remember Devondre Sweat yeah. from Senior Bowl? Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. Jesus, he's awesome. I
0: mean, I don't have to stand next to him to <laughs> see
4: how big he is. <laughs> he's a <Yeah. so laughs> specimen. He's and so big. Just watching him day, in he, one on yeah, ones, yeah, like yeah.
3: He, he didn't want to weigh. He didn't measure yeah. in at the Senior Bowl because he weighs. He doesn't want teams to know how much he weighs. Like three forty. I think it's gonna be. I think. I think at the Senior Bowl he probably would have been like three sixty five.
4: Well, we'll find out. So, well,
5: is he going to the combine? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, hard for their body well, soldier, too. Like, it. look at a guy, like, yeah. like to not to take <clears throat> it to the NBA, but, like, Zion Williamson.
10: Yeah.
5: I covered him when he was in high school at Hoopal. And, like, when he would come down from a dunk, the whole gym would just, like, shake. And you're like, how do you move like that? But it only lasts for so and long. Then you, you go, go to the food be,
6: capital yeah. of the South, all the gumbo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh, God. Just drink water. Drink water. No, the, the water. see not
0: drinking water.
3: You see it with Trent Brown. Like, how many – high quality reps can you put into a game at that size like there's going to be reps where you're going to have to take some, take a playoff like there just is and i think in cleveland you know dewan jones who we all really liked that's i think what the cleveland staff was starting to figure out about him is that he it's not that he's lazy he just it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot to work it's, it's a, a lot, lot of work weight. to move right so
0: yeah uh nice email here from uh, from our friend claire Who I'm sure should be. I haven't heard from Claire yet, but I think she should be very excited that I that the tight ends coach went to my high school. So you know, I got a personal relationship. Um, That's getting a lot of play just for you, Claire. (laughs) Oh, it will. I told everybody. I'm like, I'm gonna be super annoying about it. Was he
5: pumped about it too? To oh, I got the get out of here. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But you know, but I mean, it was. I mean, he was the star of the team. Like, so imagine yourself as like an eight year old. I would hope you're going to the high school. You know, going to the high school football team. This was back in the day when you know everybody went to the game, especially Thanksgiving when it was Holliston Westwood. The whole You know, and he was the man his dad was coaching at BC, but, you know, it was. It was crazy time because his dad was coaching at BC the same time that um, that Doug Flutie was happening. So Doug Flutie won. You know there were like spoof songs on the radio, like Tootie Flutie, and you know and 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 his son Bob. And Holliston was taking them to the Super Bowl. So it's just such a time that's ingrained in my mind. I really don't know if I'd love football as much if not for like those days going to those games and you know just loving the atmosphere of football and and all of that goes into it. So tight um, coach and his Letterman jacket. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, oh, no, no I was like I wasn't that crazy, but. But no, great guy, and uh, you know, knows some Holy Cross guys that went to BC and stuff, so it was cool. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Claire writes in uh, just a quick off-season kind of email. Tomorrow, I celebrate my third anniversary of a Claire Perspective podcast. Hey girl! I recorded my eighty-eighth <laughs> show today, and part of the reason I'm here is you guys. I won't bore, bore you with a huge thank you, no smushy message, but this simple appreciation squishy, to you right? for all the sh- all this for the show and all the support uh, for my show. Deuce was guest on my episode one. Um, a massive thank you to PU and Pats Nation. Without you, I wouldn't be who I am today. So, congrats to Claire. And I think like when she started and I gave her like our blogger advice, which is like, just keep going. Like That's you just have to thing. keep going. Yep. You can't do four episodes and be like, where's my deal? Like yeah. Eighty-eight Three episodes. Years? That's impressive. Congrats, She's still Claire. grinding, um, and even when I, I mean, Evan, you guys had a podcast. What did you? Did you guys just start you and Evan? Uh, oh, God. Alex just start a podcast. We just like, had so
3: many random names. I did. I did a, a Pat's Propaganda and
0: Friends with Eric Friends, who was an old writer from yeah, Boston yeah, Globe. Was a good guy. Yeah. Got out of it. Um, but it's funny because I look back at some of those on Blog Talk Radio, which was like a website that came out that you know you basically just produce a blog from your computer, um, and it's crazy because we, I mean, Greg Bedard, you know, got all the guests that we we're beating the bushes for doing the same thing that Claire was doing. So anybody that starts this stuff, that's just what I tell them. You got to stick with it. You got to I mean, I I think I wrote my first blog about the Patriots in December of 2007 and I got a job here in 2019. So 12 years I just wrote about the Patriots on my own podcasted on my own. No one telling me to do it. I loved
7: it. Love of the game. It takes a while. My
3: very first podcast was in my college dorm room (laughs) with uh, my college roommates and wasn't Barth at the time. Uh, (laughs) Somehow. But, you know, that was it. And I I got a great piece of advice um, from from somebody. Actually, I think it might have been John Wallach uh, of all people. And uh, he said, you know, who is your favorite Patriots writer? And I said, Mike Reese. And he said. Just act like Mike Reese. Like, you're not Mike Reese, but just, like, fake it till you make it. Like, you know, what he what he does, you know, watch what he does, read what he does, and, and just don't steal it, but, like, just the work ethic yeah. and, you know, the, all that kind of stuff and just, you know, follow his lead. And when I got on the beat, that's literally exactly what I did.
0: So I, I'm amazed by Mike Reese's – it's not competitive stamina. It's, like, professional stamina to continue to cover the team in the way that he does so thoroughly through the ups and downs, through – you know I mean it's you can feel the vibe around the team in the last few years when they weren't as good and it wasn't just this like oh my god like you know we got Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and like the fat you know parade of stars that there were to write about and anything you could kind of talk about was interesting and I just that's what's been amazing to watch Mike over these years and uh, you know it's just continue to do what he does even yeah. though the team isn't that great he continues to to be that that guy that everybody knows that he is and I mean Machine. just you know so pointed with his questions and you know, smart about it. Always respectful, of Bill. I think we all kind of feel bad when Bill would kind of like, you know, it's like Mike Reese. Like Bill, come on! It's like he's delicately trying to ask <laughs> you this stuff, and you're like, I don't know. You know, blowing off Mike, but but true professional and and great advice. But still, I would say plenty of room to cover the team your way. You know, yeah. and that's what's yeah, you know, it wasn't you so much about a niche like the – of yourself. You the know?
3: way that he re- like it, the it was more just you know, the professionalism that he went about it. I think that stood out to me because him and I probably covered the team pretty differently, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, his professionalism, his work ethic and uh, he's at everything, everything, you know, and I, I, everything. F- I feel like that's a, a big part of it too. When you first are starting out, you have to, you have to be on, on the scene for every little, like there's no training camp practice. That's too big, yeah. you know? So,
0: and was a, Writer here first was, you know, it yeah. was crazy to me, Fred. Imagine Fred, the early star maker that, that Fred was. Um, Matt, there was a, an email here, Bet, big mistake. Uh, last Thursday, uh, big mistake by Matt. One of the trivia questions, who was scored who scored the first touchdown in Super Bowl forty nine Matt said it was Gronk. In fact, it was Bronk. You got any problem the with fell. the trivia questions? <laughs> hold, <laughs> hold on, on that, hold guy. on, hold on. It oh. wasn't
6: first touchdown. It was first who caught the first pass of Super Bowl forty oh. nine. Oh, all right.
0: Well,
2: I'm just Ron Burgundy. I read what's in front of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Mad Morrell. Um, Ricky in Connecticut just chimes in. There's no such thing as boneless wings; it's a tender. Wow!
5: Thank you. You got a bad tender? Thank you, sir. I
0: get a bad no, tender. no. Chris Cassidy got a bad tender the other day here. at Oh uh, God! Yeah. It, yeah, I call it. There chart. is a difference, but <laughs> we don't have time to do this right now. So no, I'm not going to get into. But it. once you get a bad tender, I mean, have we? Has everybody had a bad chicken McNugget? I don't I'm not the yep. McDonald's okay, guy, but everybody's had a bad chicken McNugget, right?
4: Back yep. in the day before it was all white meat, mm. yes. It, it Do you better. remember that? I used to it think that it was. Remember, though.
0: there's like one that's kind of shaped like a fish, and you remember. I mean, I'm sure yeah. probably Bring still is back the chicken selects. <laughs>
4: the chicken, <There's> <laughs> the, the chicken selects were fire. Yeah. The rectangles were fire. Yeah. Me. The
0: rectangles were the
3: one that No one
4: scare I, me. The ones that are, the, are stuck together.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I love those but ones.
4: There was n- nothing there. better Sometimes than the machine. chicken selects. The chicken selects were 10 out of 10.
3: McDonald's fries still hold up. Sure. Oh, still, yeah. Still, yeah. The, still great. They're not as good as they used to be. No. Still, still great. Like in
0: Do you and have out, the though. McDonald's in Germany
5: fries? Those fries were... <laughs> Ch-
0: chili cheeseburger.
3: Well, not all of us could go to McDonald's in Germany, so...
0: What did they have there? No, I'm just kidding. You've told, you've told me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everything. Five guys. Everything you could ever want. That five guys saved my life in Germany. Like, I was just in such a bad place. I was so... Jet lagged and like you didn't just want the hungry. breakfast wontons, and I wanted like just <laughs> an ice drink. I'm like, can we I just get it, ice? I need a cold drink. Yannick to took us to this
5: worst. like shawarma place. Doner kebab.
6: I, we didn't get to so go. Good. It was. Good. I
5: went twice. Ev- it was Evan and so I were good. looking
6: for some brats, and the lady was like, "There's this old German lady who like makes homemade bratwurst, and we couldn't find her." Yeah, could. there, the problem you, too
5: is a lot of those <sighs> places are cash only, and
6: uh, you always leave something to go back for. So uh, there you go. There you go. We'll I'm, be back. I'm
0: good. We'll be back.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Brazil. Sorry, Sorry go to Brazil. Brazil. No, Brazil.
5: Oh, we're gonna get shuriscaida chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have fun. Evan's just gonna whoa, go whoa, to Fogo de Chao. Did you just go into Chão? <laughs> <Brazil?
0: laughs> yes, shuriscaida. <skater. laughs> um, quick one from Tyler D in NYC. Why is it called special teams?
4: Is that a is, <laughs> is that, that a real a question? Pun? I like
0: philosophical questions.
4: <laughs> I, I, I don't know that that type of question could get a twenty minute response <laughs> from Bill. They're the special team, <laughs> right? For real.
3: Well, the, it's specialists.
0: Specialists. Yeah. yeah. Like so, kickers, maybe they, what can first specialists or special teams? Well, were you a specialist? That's,
3: that's a twenty-minute answer from Bill. Wow, right yeah. right there. Yeah. Why are we
6: special? What's so special about it? I don't get it. It takes special skills to play on special teams. Did you just Google this? Uh, it's kind of.
7: And that's the answer <laughs> you got. <laughs> that's an is
6: from V. <laughs> is from West Virginia News.
0: Oh, that oh, <laughs> must be true. Okay, <laughs> I must don't know be about right. that must uh, be right. Kendall just says, uh, "Big fan of the show. I'm hearing you guys will be at the combine. I will also be there as part of a scouting course I take, and I hope to get up with you guys and get a picture. Kendall, we would all be happy to take a picture with you. And and Evan will probably ask you questions about your scouting course. So. I was oh, say, Evan
3: say we'll show up early for you. I was going to say, you like Evan loves meeting. I've his taken fans. I've taken <laughs> some courses in my day, so maybe we'll talk
4: about it. I was going to say a scouting course that sounds like just like you, Evan. Uh, yeah, you should be there.
3: To t- I won't say that. Never mind.
0: You're gonna go to the." Uh, should go to the co- the coaches thing in, in early March. The clinic,
3: I, I I, yeah, I have uh, wanted to go to that now, especially the coordinators. I think are talking at it. The Patriots yeah. coordinators, so yeah. that that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I I've done some of those scouting courses. They're they're good if you like are just start really just starting to to try to learn the game.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Um, I don't know you guys. I, I tried to get through all these emails and I think I got through most of them. Some some real draft minutia, um, which you know, as everybody's got their opinions on Drake May and, and Jaden and Daniels and all that. Um, but I'm just going to take the last part of this one from Jonah. Uh, how many tackles does Hightower have in training camp? And how many times will Mayo <laughs> have to tell him not to try and suit up during the season? He looked like he, he looked like a player yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I look-
5: yes, Tamara and I, I were talking about this. I he was, was looking in the at full him. Maybe sweat sweatsuit, yeah. yeah. The crisp Patriot yeah. sweat suit. You can tell he just yeah. got yeah. it.
3: And, and he said that he had just come from a workout. Like he was, yeah. more, he was like sweat still like dripping down his face. And I was like, dude, are, you know that you're not playing. I He's a machine.
0: It was like it was the same old Hightower that I always remember would like peek through the door at the end of the locker room and see the media was in there and, and then be like around. nope and then walk
3: in. <laughs> love that it's so funny because I when I talked to him for the Mayo thing I was like you're like really good at this like you're good at." and uh, Jamie Collins was really yeah. good for that as well and those two guys used to dodge
0: us like like yeah. no other and I right? was like but you're good at it
3: yeah. you're really good at t- telling stories and stuff I don't know why you guys hated talking to us so much
0: it's cool having him back I mean it's just again it just goes to just the broad array of coaches that they've come in I mean it's just it's it's a lot to take in. I mean I feel like as a content team there's probably a lot of stories mm-hmm. that we could probably you know find amongst these guys um, but you know one last thing I'll say as we as we get ready to wrap up here was I thought it was interesting Gerard yesterday saying like I'm a first year head coach like not everybody gets the staff right on the first try and we're just going to kind of go with it <laughs> like I kind of liked how he at least acknowledged like you know there was a lot of moving pieces this off season, and I mean he hired something around 20 new guys that are all coming in with various backgrounds and it's you know going to be his job to Pull all these guys together, and you know, try to find a, a central, you know, string to bring. What's our team going to be? What's our philosophy? But just my last thought was, you know, coming out of those meetings, it's like if I was a player, I'd want to play for these guys. You know, they they seem like they know how to, you know, push some the right buttons. But we'll see. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, for as prickly as Bill was. You want to win, and that's what that's what the bottom line is going to be for everybody.
5: That's the thing. It's like it's like with a parent. You don't necessarily want your parents to be your best friend, but also you don't want them to be too strict. Like there's that fine balance, right?
0: Dude, that really hit home for dude. I'm not going (laughs) to get into it right now. We We don't need to delve into the childhood trauma. Next time we do a kids show, no, I have a pet peeve when people are like, I you're my best friend with your significant other. And I'm like, I have a big pet peeve with that. Why? Because they're your significant other. Your best friend is something different than your like married wife. Like, you're Why not can't it my be both. But I dudes? want you to be my best because you need a best friend to talk and about your wife with.
5: True. Can I do a, just a quick shout out before shout you wrap up? Out. Yeah. Austin Howard, one of the listeners, tweeted at me with a good tip. He's just listening to the show. And if you don't already know, you can get a free three month Apple TV subscription from Best Buy's online store. Because okay. I got rid this of all is,
6: physical media. I <laughs> did not realize that we're doing Apple TV reads well, now. That's
5: well, cool. if you, you want to watch the documentary. Yeah.
6: well, And then if you watch it, you listen to our podcast after. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So there listen to that tonight. We will be, you know, from the combine. We'll Trust have me, the guys I'm not shilling
5: for Apple. <laughs> plenty <laughs> uh, last
0: place. Plenty of content coming next week. Hopefully my voice will be back. But uh, before we go, I got to do this last read. Uh, whether you're in the game or betting on the game, you'll need a game plan. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the New England Patriots, provides you with everything you need to build your personal betting game plan so you can get in on all the action while practicing safe bets. Visit DraftKings.com slash responsible-gaming to learn more about all the safe betting tools DraftKings has to offer. Hope is here, 1-800-327-5050 for gambling help line ma.org must be 21 plus play it smart from the start game sense masked ma.com. physically present in massachusetts see draftkings.com slash responsible dash gaming for details and state specific responsible gambling resources all right thanks everybody for listening the guys will be back next week combine week let's go thank you for downloading this podcast subscribe on apple
1: google play and everywhere else you listen
2: Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like My Plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get My Plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get My Plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon.